0: I'd be dead without cannabis. So big, big ups and big shout out to, to cannabis. And the Hempletic Podcast for being the people that are going to start telling the truth about this cannabis plant, man. I'm sick of all these motherfucking junkies. I mean, we can really help people, man. Like mental illnesses. Like we all got problems. So I think cannabis can really make a difference. And it is. People need to understand that this plant. What? Building ships. And clothes. Everything. Cover you and shelter. Put it in your body. Every nutrient, and micronutrient known to humans, except vitamin D, is in this food. We call cannabis. And uh, we gotta get our shit together, humans. Let's do this. So recently, we were out at the VCCF farm,
1: at the first legal acre of industrial hemp. The
0: Veterans Hemp Farm.
1: And that is the Veterans Cannabis Collective Foundation. Yes. As we said in the first episode, we were going to have a little chat with Jay Cliff, whose uh, father's property is where we, where the VCCF planted its first three quarters of an acre of industrial hemp seeds.
0: Yeah, actually, Pat Cliff is the manager of hemp farm. Uh, of the hemp farm, he's like the he's like the the site manager of the of the property. So he's like the property hemp farm manager.
1: Excellent. And so he's part so, of the program. Excellent. So that is... Father and son. Oh, they are awesome. They are really salt-of-the-earth people.
0: Yep. Jay Cliff, the Hemp Farm Director of Operations, or Director of Hemp Farm Operations, I should say.
1: And co-chairman of the VCCF.
0: And he's the chairman of the advisory board and the co-chairman of VCCCF, and he don't even know that yet.
1: So enough with the titles. I know you guys are all like, (laughs) sleeping. Okay, so here it is. Here's a little excerpt. From the actual being on the farm, and I want people to really pay attention because if they listen, you will hear songbirds in the background, and you will hear nature as he talks about, passionately talks about some of the challenges and some, some of what he dealt with with the first acre this year.
0: And this is the Veterans Cannabis Collective first annual Hemp Harvest Festa, September 2018. So here's Jade Cliff, everybody let's go family what's the
1: biggest challenge you faced in the last couple months out here
2: honestly the water the drought in the beginning of summer got us pretty good having to go and pull water from my uncle's pond bring it up here by trailer and then uh, bring hoses out really mm-hmm. drag them all the way through the field and then doing that from six o'clock in the morning until nine o'clock at night, still not even being finished with what I have to do. How many days did you have to do that? Um, I did it, I wanna say four separate times, and each each time it was just a day, but it was a lot of work. At first I was pulling out of a creek down the road with Mm -hmm. a smaller pump, I ended up getting a bigger pump because of the time frame. once we started getting the rain towards the end of the season, it actually helped grow the plants to what they are now. I don't think if we, uh, if we didn't get that rainy season at the end, we would have all these miniature plants out here and probably wouldn't be doing as well as we're doing right now. From the original estimation, how are you happy with with the output? I'm absolutely happy for the first year, um, doing this. Quite a success, I think, um thought all the plants would be more uh, I'd have to say shorter mm-hmm. for one and two I didn't think that we covered as much ground as we did with the seed because we used a grain drill to begin with throwing everything together in the beginning. What do you mean? Define that. Uh, the grain drill that we had bought. We were planning on doing everything by hand but the soil wasn't soft enough. We kind of had to use this as a last resort so getting everything thrown together within a month to plant this. Uh, had somebody come down, till up the field, disk it a few times, let it air out, pulled rocks, weeds, did the whole nine within two weeks, tried planting it by hand, and then uh, that wasn't working because we still had quite a bit of rocks in the ground, tough soil. Mm-hmm. And went out, bought a grain drill, which is normally used for wheat, I believe, or hay, whatever the farmers use it for,
3: mm-hmm.
2: and had a lot. A lot of challenges with that because it was obviously older but got it for a good price and threw i want to say around 25 pounds of seed into the cedar. and with what we have the competition the way the hemp grows it was you know, we have all these areas that are filled right in and then we have some areas over there that i think is from the water that didn't yeah, get so as that's much what attention. I was gonna ask. It looks
1: like there's a variation.
2: It, it, this is about an acre, right? That I'm looking at right here.
1: Uh, it's 0.58, I believe. Okay, so it's a, uh, that, that's, yeah, okay, it's a, so it's about half, a little over half. Yeah, all right. That makes sense. Half. All right, so then my perception is not skewed. So yeah, so I see that it, there's a variation, and I also see there's like seven, seven or eight that stand up above all of them. Is that no. normal for a? a, a like this,
2: or is that just because that was really healthy spots? For I growing? think it's just because it's really healthy spots. We didn't do um, much tilling on the land. We let, you know, my dad had mowed this property. It was just grass beforehand. So the nutrients that was in the ground, I think, didn't get pushed around as much. And lack of water is really the big thing. But once we actually put nutrients on it next year and I think everything will look the same. So you basically, the only thing that's put on this is water then? Water, yeah. Excellent. And then has what was Very planted here prior? Prior, just grass. My uncle tried doing it, I want to say 30 years ago, but he couldn't plant anything on it because of the the amount of rocks that the field had. So we dug all the rocks out and planted hemp on it. <laughs> How long did it take to dig the rocks out so you could get a real good crop down Mm. It took us probably three days on and off to go pull rocks, and we still didn't get them all. Yeah. Do you think that affected at all any of the output, or do you think that that's just, you know, that's minor? Maybe with plants here and there, but pretty minor. Yeah. Next year, we'll get our rows set up. We had a little bit of an issue with the grain drill at first because there was cobwebs in it, and like I said, it was old, hadn't been used in a while. First time using it, didn't know what I was doing, and... got probably midway next to the hedgerow there and realized the seeds were just popping out of the top, you know, and there was cobwebs in one of the cones. So I was just pushing them out at the rapid and did this whole sporadic grow. But next year we wanna get the seven to twelve inch rows, depending on if we're gonna be doing for C B D flower or if we're gonna continue with the grain hemp fiber Mm -hmm. program. With all these birds, <laughs>
1: no, the birds are phenomenal. Yeah, so, the, so, know. so, right here, we're looking at the grain hemp program, we're not yes. looking at CBD. Herb. We're looking at right now, when we're harvesting this right now, the intent is for seeds,
2: Correct. and ultimately, is all seeds. Yeah, and the rest of this will be sent someplace. It'll be a couple, yes, the, of biomass, the biomass, will, yeah, biomass will be sent out. Uh, actually, when I out of two weeks ago, was it a week ago? I was getting all the males out of there Mm -hmm. because we kept the males in obviously for the pollination and get as much seed as we possibly could Um, which worked out to our advantage big time but the males died off sooner so I got a chance to go out there and pick them all out of there and I have a bunch of them cut up I'd like to actually personally use that for like a little hemp rope materialistic you know make bracelets or necklaces from what we did here you know Mm -hmm. I think it would be pretty neat
1: cool Awesome. Man. The leadership of the humans need to get their shit together and heal
0: us and work together to do so. And don't you think corporations, though, drive a lot of the social norms with respect to what we eat, what what people say? Amen. Along with artists and music, you know, both positive and negative. But like, and I, I'm not about prohibition, so I think everything should be legal. Because it already is. Like You can go to your doctor and I'll get any drug that you want. Drugs are legal, folks. Just so everyone knows. Everyone's like, oh, drugs are... No, it's really not a prohibition on substances. You can get a cocaine derivative from your doctor. You can get an amphetamine derivative. You can get opioid derivatives. You can get all kinds of different substances. And it's legal and it's covered on your insurance. You can legally get high or get medicated from your doctor, like straight up. So why not use harm reduction and get high and medicated from cannabis that won't kill you. Even if you make too much of a, a large dose, it, it's still not going to, it's very super forgiving and we just got to know it. Cause we just didn't know. Like honestly, Mac Miller and everyone else that has died or like people like me that's overdosed a few times and almost died. If I would have known that then, because, of course, he knew about cannabis, but he didn't really know about it. And neither does... And, like, Wiz is just starting to figure out what cannabis is. Well, and maybe he like, wasn't just always you're, using it the wisest way, right? what I'm saying. Like, like yeah, just because you're a rapper, you have influence, doesn't mean, like, you're... But these people are predicating knowledge that is asinine, bro. Because me and other cannabis, like, connoisseurs and experts, like, we're still learning every day. So we're kind of concerned about people who, like, get into the industry... The cannabis space, they have money and influence and all of a sudden start saying the wrong thing. In the hip-hop, hip-hop space and music space in general, they misrepresent cannabis like 95% of the time. You know who represents cannabis the best so far that I've heard? Scott Storch. Okay, I haven't heard that name before. Bro, you haven't. He's produced... Bro, are you serious right now? Scott Storch, bro? I, I don't watch
1: Black Eyed like that. Yeah, I don't watch... Yeah.
0: Produce shit with Dre and Snoop Dogg and like this this dude is the beat maker like Jay you know who Scott Storch is right yes sir and so he he has substance abuse problems right remember if you know a little bit about him he had problems with cocaine and other drugs and now he's on the cannabis bro and he's really preaching it and really talking about it like replace it with cannabis big shout out to Scott Storch you guys gotta check him out on um on YouTube like on Sway in the Morning he talks about he talked about it all over his platforms the last couple months by so. 2006,
1: Storch had more than seventy million, but also picked up a cocaine addiction the prior year. In August 2006, he took a he took a month off and vacationed in Hollywood. Yada yada yada. I don't want to get in people's life like that, but let's see where it gets to. Oh yeah. So then it doesn't. Because we're not judging. About. him, I love that. Man. No, no. So that was what happened then. So I'd love to see what his, what his opinion is now. So that that's a little bit of his past, but yeah. Phil uh,
0: Philly, Pennsylvania looks like he was raised in South Florida and Philly and now he's doing shit with Trippy Red and some new wave kids and like yo big shout out to Trippy by the way too but i'm telling you man like cannabis has been misrepresented in like hip hop it's been misrepresented in sports and like Scott Storch was talking that real facts about cannabinoids and like in although he didn't really know a lot a lot like of all the people that have influence like Wiz Khalifa knows about it but he's like very juvenile about it like he only, he knows things but he don't really know it and like big shout out to Wiz he's one of my favorite artists and i look up to him He's another one of them has been preaching like, yo, stick with the cannabis and a few drinks every once in a while. Like, you don't need that shit. But um, it's sad, man, losing people. You know, we lost, you know, Peep, Fredo, um, and now Mac Miller in the last year to uh fatal overdoses, man. So this podcast is super diverse, man. And like we're gonna touch on all kinds of subjects, cannabis and hemp and like I'm always gonna bring up music and shit and the culture because I feel like it's I'm a I'm a part of it as a fan and someone who creates and stuff. And like with our athleticism background, like between the military and like you, Brian, we're really gonna help solidify and like really help change the game when it comes to cannabinoid therapy. Because we gotta get us out out of our head that like using cannabis on a daily basis is like a drug problem. The real drug problem is not using cannabis on a daily basis, because if you don't, you're probably going to end up using real drugs.
1: And it's not we're not just talking about drugs that you intake through pill form or through smoking. We're talking about food can be a drug. A hundred percent. That's our worst drug. Probably. Yeah, for sure. Most people would be sitting in their homes going, I don't take any pills. I don't smoke. I don't drink. Hmm. But how's those bonbons at 10 o'clock at night tasting
0: on those hips? You know what I'm saying? Did you really have to fry that bird or could you not just broil it? Yeah, really? How, how about, like, man, how about how about you know grill some food? Like, You know like, what I mean? Like how Think about, about it. How about clean those veggies yo, up, and steam I'm with, and, those suckers? And yo, and big shout out to people that do have influence, that talk positivity, like my boy Styles P. And not just because I'm a plant-based brother like him, because he he defies... Like, you have money, so you're supposed to eat a certain way. Like, you, our bodies are temple, literally, Leo. Like, people, yo, I'm not trying to get in my religious brothers and sisters, but like, just because something's like religious or legal doesn't mean it's like good for us necessarily. So, like, we all have shit to learn, yo. And this, this podcast and like talking about cannabis is like, we're going to learn. Like, we're learning. You know what I'm saying? So, like, everything it's a, in moderation. Yeah, but not cannabis in moderation when you have tumors in your brain. You need to use as much cannabis as possible. So that's not, not always true when we're talking about certain substances. That's why the, that plant was put here for us to use in large amounts or small amounts, and it wouldn't kill us. Because when you have cancer, you got to use two, three, four grams a day. And, you know, you got to build up, you know, from 0.1 gram all the way up to a gram to 2 grams or 3 grams for certain elements, certain maladies. So, like my wife's grandfather... He was up to three grams a day. Now he's down to like one, even though the cancer ain't all the way gone. He was given nine weeks to live. It's been four and a half years. He was given nine weeks to live, folks. Nine weeks, they told him, go home and get your affairs together at 75 years old. And what kind of cancer are we talking about? Cancer that spread all over his whole body is everywhere. I don't know the name of the cancer, but it came back twice because it never goes away because it's an endocannabinoid deficiency problem. And we don't have tests for that yet. So you gotta, we gotta like get cannabis supplementation from the get. My two sons have been consuming hemp since they've been born. Hemp, folks. Hemp. That's zero THC or 0.3 or less. Cannabis hemp. For all you motherfuckers out there trying to like call CPS and shit. All you sensitive ass brothers and sisters out there talking about, oh cannabis, it's a drug. Yeah, okay. Drinking fucking soda pop all day, popping Advils and shit and sleeping pills. I, I did that shit for three decades in this bitch. So now this week on the <laughs> Hemphletic podcast, our
1: guest this week is going to be Dave your, Zurich. Your guest?
3: Oh, we do
0: have a guest. I,
1: I met him several several weeks ago on a trip to Denver, which was a business trip slash personal trip. Big shout out. I cannot wait till he calls into the show this week. Yo, and you met him before me and I've known him for like two or three years. All I know is
0: I'm one spoiled boy to have met him. Which, t- which tells me that- I
1: two of the best hours of that day almost with this
0: guy. Which I'm, I'm and the reason why I bring them up is because they the envious. And I'm you also, and I'm also have gratitude that I was able to like, that we were able to like keep the, the, the personal and the business relationship going forward so we can better, you know, not only our families, but our, and our, our local communities, but the, the country and the world by using cannabis and like you meeting Dave is one of those people. So I'm really like jealous in a way, like envious because I've known him for like, like, I said, two years. And he's
1: got a, He's got a big network and he's just such a sweet guy. He's one of our partners. Deesinfusion.info. Deesinfusion.info is where you get his information, but he is our guest this week.
0: You can't find a better water soluble nanogram technology coffee. tea in the world like you're just not going to find it just so everybody knows that's right and we're going to be bringing it to you in many different ways but that's for a future conversation and they're yeah well i mean dave's our, our partner our manufacturer partner i mean i'm not ashamed to talk about it you know he's going to be yeah he's going to be for sure yeah here in the near future but i mean that's how you do shit though you take chances sometimes And like that entrepreneur space, that business space, like you take chances, you make mistakes, you take a little small L's, but you keep working, working, working. And like, hopefully you put the right people around you. And he's one of those people that really knows his craft. And once you double and triple down, like Gary Vee, big shout out to Gary Vee, that's my dude. And I give him a lot of uh, respect and homage to like teaching me like how to move within my own self as not only like an artist person, but like in business and like, in personal life, just you put people around you, man, and like work on your ego, and 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 spread more empathy and love, and like make good products, treat people good, make good business relationships, have good direct B two B manufacturing partnerships, and that's what Dave is. Like he's gonna be our B two B manufacturing partner with our new coffee and tea and stuff in the future, and he's gonna be our source for for most everything cannabis hemp when it comes to like us creating and developing our products so he plays a really big role you know and and helping us here in new york um get get stabilized in our our legal uh framework under our you know program that we're under so big shout out to vccf inc and uh d's, d's coffee and tea i mean speaking of vccf you guys just got done with a weekend
1: very exciting you guys that i believe you guys did some harvesting last
0: weekend yeah we did it was a good time right oh.
3: There he is, Dave. Hey, how's it going, buddy? Dave Zurich. Yes, sir. Mark, how you doing?
0: What's up, my brother? What's up, brother?
3: <laughs> Dave
1: Zurich. You are speaking with Brian Lane and Mark a good old friend of yours.
3: Awesome. You guys. The guy's a. The guy's an awesome ticket right there, huh? When I met him, he was on his way to his fist concert, which was he was riled up, and it was awesome.
1: <laughs> Actually, this is a momentous moment for this podcast. So so we definitely functionally want to say this is the first call and guest we've had to the Hemphletic podcast. And, it's, and I'm very excited because it's also our second episode. And um, the gentleman we're about to talk to, um, I believe in my mind, has used CBD as a miracle. And we're going to talk about his story here in a second. But uh, I met David a few weeks ago um, on, a, on a trip, like I mentioned before. Uh, so David... You have cured cancer, your own brain cancer. Is, is this really true?
3: Um, not necessarily to the fullest extent. I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. I did have to go through chemo and I did have to do radiation and things like that of that nature. But I did in the, in the midst of the middle of it, you know, I had to tell my doctor that, hey, I feel like I'm going to die. Because I did, I couldn't go through the days with the amount of pills they were giving me. Plus, I was taking the the chemo by pill, and it was it was killing me. It was it was literally deteriorating my body. My teeth were about to fall out the whole night. So I asked my doctor, you know, at that point, I, I needed to do something else. I need something different because this is going to kill me. How is there any way other possible that I can help fight cancer? Well, that's when he said, yeah, of course, cannabis. And then he said he mentioned antioxidants, of course. And then I said, Okay, well that's great, but how? And he kinda said, I don't know. So that's what happened is that I was in the midst of everything going to treatments and stuff and and when my doctor had told me that cannabis was gonna be helpful, I, I immediately started smoking cannabis. And my mom, which was funny because she's my uh, my power of attorney at the time, she um she was, it was, she was flabbergasted, the fact that my doctor was telling me to go use cannabis, you know, and it was pretty funny because when we went, my mom took me that day when my doctor had told us that we went to the dispensaries to go find different products that I would want to use that would be okay to start treating my health and stuff like that. And I found every product of it and I didn't like it. I didn't like not one of them. Um, all of them were not labeled correctly. They were, they had insufficient additives in their products that would distort my stomach. It would make me, it was just feeling like I was even just the same as unhealthy as using the rest of the stuff. So that's, yeah, pretty much. And I started making some cheese and stuff down the line. As I continued to go through chemo and everything, um, I, I could shortly cut it off at a, at a short extent. And then we pretty much just went on from there. I started making the cheese, and I didn't even know what I had done. I didn't even know that we had. You know cannabis clubs in our city i didn't know that we had that many dispensaries out i didn't even know what i was doing but i had made something that my doctor had said mentioned something about and it had to do with antioxidants and cannabis so that's when i, I mean we already know all back in the day they've already been created they've already had created teas and Coffees and everything else you can probably think of with medicated, you know, infusions with cannabis. But at this point, it was where I started to see that the combination of the CBD of what I was looking for would be the best bet for my route. So at that point, as soon as I started seeing that my tea was helping myself and I lost my eyesight, my taste, um, my smell. And I lost, a, I lost a lot of stuff actually oh, with my teeth. Whoa, whoa. whoa,
1: Yeah. And then, and then we're talking about a long period of time. So hold on. I want, I want to catch everybody up real quick because I, I can let you go for hours here, but I, I want to make sure where are you calling in from now, Dave? I want to tell everybody where, where you are right now, where, where you call home.
3: I am home. That's Colorado Springs, Colorado. Um, I love Colorado to the fullest. We do have our facility located in Walsenburg, Colorado, which is the Southern part of the state.
0: Big shout out to Colorado. And big shout out to Mom's Dukes, by the way. Gino, have you ever been to Colorado? Absolutely. How many times? Been to Denver once. And
1: then the surrounding areas doing some business out there. The so, so David, um, so what is your current status of your level of THC slash CBD? We always like to ask this of our guests. So, so we're curious. Uh, safely, obviously, Colorado is a legal state. David could legally do whatever he wanted, whether he had a card or not. Um, but David, what's your status at the moment?
3: um honestly i am i'm not gonna lie to you i am a preferred flower cannabis smoker um i don't i don't necessarily dab a lot it was what that's really really big out here i concentrate game out here is super space timing it's it's out of this world already um big shout out so i kind of I stay away from the from the dabbing, but as more as the the more of the topicals like the teas and the and the coffees, I stay I like to stay with CBD because I already smoke weed, you know. And with the CBDs, I use it more for for benefits, and that's just how I, I'm pursuing the products to be as they are anyway. So
0: may the dabs
1: but be yeah. with you. And, and um. <clears throat> In my recent trip to Denver, I spent um, two hours in one of the dispensaries there because I wanted to learn everything about it, the packaging. So I'm curious of, uh, of, of flour and maybe you can help educate our podcast um, listeners a little bit. Um, you know, there's, there's different types and there's, you know, varieties, percentage levels. That's so so nice. just you personally, like, like what's your preferences like during the day at night? Like what's your THC preferences for the day?
3: I'll give you both of them, actually, CBD and GHC. My <clears throat> CBD, uh, the preference that we use for our plants and our products that we grow, it's actually cherry wine that comes from an African strain. And it's very, very high in CBD and CBGs is what we carry for our products. But as far as for personal reference, my favorite strains are got to be OG strains, regardless of whatever they are connected with, OG blueberry, OG kush, I'm OG whatever. I, I love OG, OG marijuana, cannabis. Yeah, big shout out to ODS. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, what percentage level? So, so like when I when I was he there, says percentage level. Yeah, no, no. I, oh this gosh. because I don't think people realize that when you can get go to Colorado or California now, all the packaging has to have certain things on it. So, uh, I'm trying to make sure people understand how to get good products. This is a piece of of what it's about is making sure you get products that you know what's in there is what it says it's in there. Number one, but number two, you understand what it means when you read the label. So. Um, yo, so it brian sounds like you just school me right now bro? no 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 i'm sure I'm tri- yes i am yo
0: brian yo brian's got the drop son i
1: love it but i liked it because it was very easy when i went into the dispensary and to know what i needed cup. whether it was an indica or a sativa hell yeah um, so do you right. so do you use an indica towards the end of the night to sleep
3: i'm gonna i'll be honest with you i'm more of a i'm more of a of a of a creator of all of them put together you know <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a very multiple smoke guy I, even when i have personal private growers for myself that's so i don't i don't go to dispensaries and um, i just happen to deal with my private growers because once again i did have a um a grower for me he was actually providing me with my with my materials and stuff to treat myself but then again he was charging me too and then he was also selling all the rest of my plants so it was came to a point where, uh, you know, people close to me saw that well, my, my cancer, I need help, that I could pay for it at the time or whatever the case is. They started growing back then for me. And now to this day, I have nothing less than either 35 to 40% THC flower every day.
0: So, so Dave, explain to our, our viewers about, because you made a very uh, good point about when he asked about Indica and Sativa, and that's still a big, it's still a, a thing, But now there's so many hybridizations of like indica and sativa plants, 50-50s, 60-40s, different combinations that we could use those throughout the day and throughout the night. So I think with Dave and working with the different generations and the the newer lineage of, of cannabis phenotypes, you can medicate with like indica dom, sativa doms and like still be able to like, you know, function and cerebrally and still get things done
3: exactly you know and depending yeah. on the depending on the type of product that you were processing as well too you, know, you got to take everything into configuration these days not only are we getting close to going for up against pharma um but we're also you know we have a lot of uh, clients that are having products called back because they're not knowing necessarily exactly what they're doing everything that you can put into prospect for logistics for products when it comes to simple things like if it's a dominant sativa if it's a dominant indica that thing right there alone can have an ailment Based off of what products you're 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 adding the compounds with into that you know into the into the whole formulation, hundred percent. You can do a lot of things, and that's 100%. based on
0: and that's based on and Dave will probably tell you like that's based on the terp, terpene levels and the how that plant um grew in that Let area. Alone, you know what I mean.
3: Yeah, let alone besides that the the hundreds or the thousands of compounds that come in the in the cannabis plant sure. alone as it is that For we sure. still don't even have the scientific method of. so.
0: Right, we just got it down yeah. to like sativa's south of the equator and like indica's more north and, and higher elevations right. and, and stuff like that.
3: And it's kind of almost like an in like a common sense thing when it comes to products too. Like you got products like caffeine, like coffee or tea. It, it, caffeine is a is a huge carrier. I mean, caffeine carries compounds with it. And it's simple things of math like that when it comes down to the science of what products are being produced, of how it, how it's going to react to the certain person of an average you know human being that's between the ages of whatever so that you're marketing to. So it's just depends on depending on what's going on. So that's honestly how that how that goes. I'm I'm starting to see that this is going to be the change coming up in the future for all products. Um, California has already started with this. I'm, I'm you know as you guys haven't noticed. So is it safe to say the, you uh,
0: you were early to the gate on realizing the carriers. Like caffeine and different products because you know you are the creator of one of the first water soluble coffees in the world and teas yeah so like even though you started this like you said like in a novice position like you had can you explain to us a little bit about about your like background as far as like because i know like you're you're a chef pastry chef like you have like a little bit of uh knowledge about um like well you have a lot of knowledge about product development and like the engineering aspect behind cannabinoids and stuff like that. Can you tell us a little bit about that?
3: Yeah, definitely. Um, my family, I have a history of family of chefs. Um, all of my family cooks. And not only that, they're um, a long, keen line of uh, military as well, too. So I believe I was speaking to uh, uh, Brian and telling him, and he asked me, you know, how did I do this or how would I, I was able to just stay focused. And that's all it was because my family was just really, 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 um, yeah, they were really tamed, you know. It was uh, it, everything was always structured. Everything was always an order type of stuff. But anyway, that's how it went. Uh, my family just started cooking. They cooked for a long time. I've always caught on to it, and it was just a good thing for me. My my grand great grandfather has a cookbook out that's published and he's out of hawaii which is great because he was also the, uh, the president of hoa um for the united states of america which is also a good you know way to look up to get advice what? From what, was what was that
1: hoa what say that again
3: say that again slower, yeah that's slower, the housing slower, authority association yeah the housing authority is where you know when you have low income housing that people need to be affordable in different situations in different cities it can be different statistics so my grandfather was the one to help out you know divide and support the the HOA housing across the country, pretty much for the people that were in need. Well, a big shout out to your so grandfather. That, yeah, that's huge. did that for a long, yeah, long time. And,
1: and, and to be yeah. honest, I used to do work for the Rochester Housing Authority here in Rochester and saw how... how Well, it did to make sure that the people in need had good, clean housing. We'd go and rehab apartments um, and turn them over so people easily could have affordable housing, which was great. So that's a, that commends, I commend your, did you say it was your great grandfather?
3: Yeah, that's my great grandfather. He just turned 95 years old, going on 96 and he's still pushing and kicking. That's so cool. (laughs) Wow.
1: How many generations of, of men are alive in your family?
3: um right now we have one two we have four generations right now of men in my family
1: So you gotta have a boy real quick here man it's it's if pretty I impressive have a boy, to have five yes,
3: yeah <laughs> maybe maybe um, hey, if yeah. my, da- if my daughter has a baby right else, now so- we have
1: five i think it's pretty impressive yeah. when you can have five generations of family alive <laughs> It's yeah, because cool. I don't have my grandparents.
0: So I don't know.
3: But as far as uh, what I was leading up cool. to, man, that's just kind of what it would have gotten based off of. It's in my bloodline to do things, good things for people and help people. And when I, like I said, as far as me going into the cooking um, and knowing just the experience that I've had from without going to school for this and just having kitchen experience my whole life, pretty much, I guess. I only ran restaurants as an assistant um, chef for you know, like thousand parties at a time and stuff like that as well. But I was getting to learn as well at home how to mix and do different stuff because I cook all the time and I love I'll give you guys a sample. One time I went to the Broadmoor Hotel here in Colorado Springs. I'm pretty sure you guys have heard of it. Um they had a they had an opening for a position for a chef and when i went and talked to the actual chef of the whole broadmoor which he still works there today he asked me why i would want to work there and i said because if i know how to cook then i'm going to be able to find me a beautiful wife and he just started cracking up laughing so hard and he it was cool because he hired me on the spot he said I, I believe that something like that you know you have an intuition and behind what you're doing so he That's hired so me much. on the spot it was pretty cool love it but anyway it what just, was that mentor? It just Did it up he tried every- to be a
1: mentor of yours? What's up? Did he turn out to be like a mentor of yours or were you already like, uh, you know, how experienced were you? Yeah, no, I was thing? already
3: cooking and yeah, no, we were already cooking and the things. because I showed him the cook, it was amazing he was like, wow, where did you get this stuff from? And I'm like, my family, <laughs> we just, I kind of, I only worked there for about a year and then that was, I was over, I went to a marketing, you and then I went to marketing school. So, so were but you born in Hawaii? Oh, my family is mostly from Hawaii, and then my other side of my family is actually Spanish from Spain. But I, my dad as and my grandfathers and my grandmother, they're all from Hawaii. My other side of the family is pretty much from Spain and from Colorado.
0: I knew he was an ancient Latin, ancient fellow Latin. I'm talking about Span- yeah. my Spanish and Italian brothers out there.
3: <laughs> so, But yeah, pretty A much that, that's what it did, though, you guys. It, it, that's what led me up to figuring out how to configure products because, so cool. you know— well, I, I'm not gonna lie to you. It was almost like I got a sixth sense. I got a super sense when I lost my taste, my sense of smell, and my also my sight, my eyesight. I yeah, remember you telling now, me. About now, how how a years old ago. were
1: you though? How old were you then when, when that specifically happened?
3: I was 23. I'm actually I'm 23. I'm 33 years old right now. So it was about 10 years ago.
0: That's crazy. I remember you telling me but, about um, about about this story a couple of years ago when we first met, and I was just like totally convinced and already you know blown away. Just in the few minutes that well, you that's kind of
3: what helped me. Though I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie, you guys. That's exactly what had helped me because when I was tasting those products in the dispensaries and I was actually, you know, sampling other people's stuff from the underground or whatever, that's what helped me figure out how to separate myself from it because I wanted to make a better product and because I think, like I said, it gave me almost like a sixth sense. I was able to sift out the sensitivity whether it would be a bad additive or if it was what they were saying what it was or whatever the case was because I was just getting you know a little bit of experience on the products making my own and then at that it's just like everything I, I don't know how I, I I mean I can give you the complete ailments of what I have in my tea that I have as a beverage that I only serve in Colorado Springs at the moment but it's just a complete Chondriac product where it helped actually suit everything of everything uh, no matter that came with me or that popped up within my individual You know problems and issues. So,
1: so. how old are you now?
3: I'm 33.
1: Okay, so this is 11 years ago. You is when this happened.
0: yeah 10 years ago
3: Yeah
1: Amazing and it, so what's the last 10 years looked like since since you've gone through this uh, as far as your health How's it changed since that time?
3: Uh, I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. I have steady migraines. I will have. I have chronic migraines for the rest of my life. Um, due to the position where my, my cancer was located on the back of my brain, it was it was it was located in the central nervous system. Is where it was. So that's why I lost my sense of smell, my sense of taste, and then my sense of sight. But because of my tea, of course, I mean, I was able to get it back. And not only that, I was able to infuse the the, or the control, the inflammation of the the cancer as well, too. And then eventually when I went back and I still to this day, my MRIs are saying that there's no growth, period, because I'm still treating myself with my products. Um, But, yeah, it's been 11 years and stuff. And I mean, I guess you can say I still get headaches. And I still have confusions and stuff. I'm still not able to do the things that I was when I was younger. I cannot go on roller coasters no more. I cannot go diving. Um, I can't go deep water, sea diving. I can't do none of that stuff because of my head and the pressure and all that. I, I just can't do it. And, but, and, um,
1: and I think we've only touched a little bit on what poor Dave has actually gone through in his life. So I, I think we should probably get to the root of this because then they'll understand a little bit why you can't do those things. And, and that's because what I think it was, what, seventh grade when you first – heard that you had cancer so seventh grade so from time 22 is is what we just referenced but seventh grade is what uh, sorry 23 thank you for that Gino. but seventh well, how old was, were you in seventh grade like when you first heard that you had cancer how first time ever how old were you
3: when i first heard that i had a tumor in my head i was about 11 11 years old and then i believe i had the surgery when i was 12 but crazy. when that first surgery came I, I left the hospital the next day Cause I was just ready to go. I didn't, I mean, I didn't, I didn't think nothing of it. I, it wasn't something that was serious to me. I didn't know the ailments because of course I was young and my parents didn't want me to know. But at that point back then, it was still a 50 50 chance that I would live. So and describe so that surgery,
1: gone. I guess. Like well, when I hear brain surgery, I'm hearing like you're cutting your skull open, they're doing something in there, putting your skull back together. And you're walking out the next day. Like you, I, 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 you have to explain this a little better, please.
3: It was it was insane. Um, I, I went in prepared pretty much. I knew what I. I didn't know necessarily the stipulation of what exactly was going on with me, but I just knew that I had enough strength in me, you know, and I, I had enough heart. Um, the reason of what what it was is that I believe I, they can't really find necessarily the reason of me having these tumors, and they still can't to this day. But they're assuming that it could be possibly because I have overrated. I think too much. I think way too much all the time. And I'm always having a million things going through my head. So I'm ready. And I always thought of it as being like, a, am ready for every situation. I'm always prepared because I'm always thinking out the ahead of time. And I'm always doing every situation possible and stuff like that. And I mean, I guess apparently they're trying to lead it to where it could link to that, but there's no proof of that's, it being that there's no understanding of why this is happening to me at all. I'm that actually told the, you that
0: that's
1: crazy.
3: I'm the youngest person to have this type of cancer ever in the history of the world. That's crazy that they told Hi. you that you think.
1: Now, in, now where did, in, where did you go? I'm just curious, like, where did you hear this? Like, yeah, you, you, well, it, like who told you this? Was it what, how, like what institution, that kind of thing?
3: Well, actually, when I was, when I was younger and, um, in the younger times, it was actually St. Jude's hospital in Col- in Denver, Colorado that had certified that I did have a tumor and it was, um, it was growing and that was because of the fact that I was just in regular school and but I was getting blackouts I was losing. I was just, you know, feigning. I was having really, really bad headaches. Uh, I was having uh, digestion problems, a whole bunch of stuff. And so finally, when I went and got to the hospital, and they actually did a CAT scan, that's when they sent me up to St. Jude's, and that's when they had claimed to me to have, you know, tumors, and that's when it started. So
1: the tumor was right there in your it's the central nervous system of your brain. Is that correct? Yes.
3: Yes.
0: Yeah, and yeah, I mean, there's still a lot of research and studies and science to go along with 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 cancer and cannabis but you know dave is going to be taking cannabis the rest of his life because ca- cancer is is an endocannabinoid deficiency that actually can come from genetics like from like birth you can you can be born and like be deficient in like one of the five endogenous cannabinoids and get cancer get diabetes you know get these age related right. il- these different illnesses so we do have studies on knowing that once you reduce the our own endogenous cannabinoids that cancer flares up like in all the studies they've done on rice or uh, mice and humans in spain and and italy they as soon as you reduce endocannabinoid the endogenous cannabinoids you all of a sudden get cancer so you're probably going to be taking cannabis because you know you're educated on this we've talked about before for the rest of your life right as a maintenance dose to make sure the the cancer don't come back
3: no, not necessarily cannabis, but as far as the cannabis dials that come from the cannabis plant. Yeah, well, I'm just saying in general, I, 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 like they,
0: you smoke it, you eat it. You know
1: what I'm saying? Yes. Like, well, I mean, whether we define yes. that as CBD or whether we find that as THC, do you right. Know? I mean, right? right? I mean, right? Yeah, I mean, don't yeah. be
0: crazy, all that crazy yeah. stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. I I'm mean, just, I'm just making
3: it, I'm just making CBD. it down to the T. But yeah, definitely, I will be. I will be using cannabis for the rest of my life because of the fact that it like I lost my sense of taste, smell, and sight, and because of my tea alone, that I brought that back. I, I hey. helped it come back, so I can taste, smell, and see just fine right now. So it's it's, it's, it's definitely not going to go nowhere. So but anyway, how, the how, problem. Go, there, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Also. The difference the difference of then and now though is that when I had first started doing the products, because I had it was able to create my own. And I didn't really have that much grasp on exactly what I was doing. And it wasn't until the years went by that I was experiencing other products and, you know, getting the wisdom and the knowledge that was needed for what I was doing, that I started understanding what I was doing completely. And now that I'm moving into forward, future progress of product development, I have become, you know, a very a, a sufficient product developer for for a lot of products now. And. It's just the different things that I'm able to learn for the different compounds of how I'm able to react with them and how I'm able to actually suit the proper nature of the product being as a whole for the product compound, you know, at ad- additives that we are doing. And it's just a deep science that's going into it. And it's so fascinating to me now. So that's the difference. Back then I didn't know shit. I didn't know I didn't even know the cannabis clubs had even existed around my same city that I have I still have products on shelf there ever since day one. I put the, I put the cheese in the, on the on the shelves at these clubs and it never, ever left. It still has not. And I still got lines, you know, out the door before these shops even open. Still, so it's still to drink my product because it's, it's a good thing, but it's, that's just a, a big difference from here, from there and there and now. Um, I can say though, for sure.
0: An exciting reason Sorry, why but... we're an, an exciting reason why we're together, folks like New York meets Colorado, you know, Dave and I have known each other for a couple of years. And Brian got to go out and talk to him and talk business. And can you talk a little bit about yeah. can you talk a little bit about our future partnership and like you know, all that kind of stuff that you know, not not like a lot about it, but like a little bit about how we got to this point right now today. Like, can you take some of the, the listeners like up to the point like where we met and like through our own product development and highs and lows and how we, yeah, we made it to this point?
3: Yeah, definitely. I remember when um, when I first met Met Gino, you guys. He was, uh, we were dealing with somebody else that was almost a third party that was trying to construct. He had a, they had a vision of what I wanted to do as well, too. And it was a bigger vision of, you know, product control. Anyway, well, we tried to build a business together and things started falling short with uh, certain people. So we, Gino and I were smart enough to back up and still keep our own guard for our own products as we both knew that we, we did something that nobody else did. And, um, you know, later on, after we had gotten through the, that business, you know, interruption of what we were doing, we kept moving forward, with, and we both saw that we were kept moving forward by ourselves or whatever the case is, and progressing. And we just kept always, you know, around saying hi to each other, mentioning his name or whatever, you know, always saying, giving each other a call, saying how are you doing, how's business going, how's the hemp plant cleaner going, sending samples to each other, whatever the case is. You know, we just always kept up with each other, which is great because it showed a lot of character with both of us to build that, you know, that logistic relationship that we we created being that we've already held held interest in creating products you know that we were going to create um gino actually had help how he was helping us pretty much formulate not formulate but create the packaging and the marketing for the coffee when we were actually back then before i had relaunched he was the one of the one of the ones that was taking part in that and it was awesome because it showed me a lot they gave me a lot of information that it took for us when we had to back out for me to stand alone by myself to do it by myself and which that's pretty much what I needed. And it all came from, you know, people like Gino and everybody else like Brian that was helping out with the direction of the delivery systems and, and everything else. It, It all gave me information that helped me out that you guys were able to help me succeed to where I'm at. And that's why I'm completely proud to sit here and come back to say that, yeah, that's a real business relationship when you can, bounce back and still be on the same level or maybe even deeper. You know what I mean? So that's a pretty good thing for me. Because I
0: feel like we've progressed so much in the last couple of years, like now we're actually, you know, gonna be, you know, taking all your hard work like internationally here soon. You know what I'm saying? Like hopefully. That's right. Absolutely. Well it's not hopefully it is.
3: And see I'm I'm super excited for both all, all all parties because of this. You guys you guys don't understand. That was my main goal is I want not necessarily my name, but I want my brand of products to understand and put a platform across the world. And I want it to be a household name because you would always be able to rely on that product because I promise from my own hands to the own product consumer, I'm gonna make sure it's the same every single time with the right products, the right materials, and with the same connections that I've been working with from day one, pretty and, much. And
1: Dave and Dave folks referenced um, that Gino also has products as well. So so Gino, who is a modest man, we haven't really mentioned it yet, uh, has a patent pending on a on a hemp hand cleaner that is phenomenal for the market for many uses. Um, Gino can tell a little bit about that because we haven't mentioned that yet, Dave. So so I'd like to have Gino take the floor for a second, just talk about that product, just yeah. just so just so everybody knows why you guys are, have such an affinity for each other.
0: Yeah, I mean. <clears throat> You know, Dave and I think a lot alike, you know, when it comes to, like, product creation. And he's been at it a lot longer. So when I first met him, I was just starting to delve in to a lot of the different um, ideas. And, and, and at the time, I'd uh, newly invented Hemp Hand Cleaner, which is the world's first uh, cannabis hemp resin uh, cleaner, remover. And, um, you know, pr- prior to now or uh, up until a couple of years ago when we created the product the only thing on the market to clean the sticky resin off of your hands and off the countertops and outside of your bongs or bowls was chemicals like ethanol alcohol or like rubbing alcohol and things of that nature and when Dave and I first met you know I was excited and so naively so to like get the product like in Colorado and um, you know a lot of the the hard work actually didn't start to kick into like some years later because I invented a product on an accident because I realized that when I developed that product on accident that I was solving a problem and then it, it hit me that like I'm a problem solver like that's what I'm supposed to do here like I'm supposed to develop cannabis and hemp products and like solve problems and make better products than there is right now and like there isn't a product on the market that can do what the hemp hand cleaner can do without washing, using a water spout or a rag. You literally just need the product to get the sticky off your hands, whether you're cleaning the vape pen or get sticky on your hands from concentrates or rolling a joint or a blunt or whatever people use cannabis for. Like, you don't have to worry now about the anxieties behind, like, that sticky resin. And naively so back then, when I was working with Dave on it early on, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, the retail market, let's get it in the shops and stuff. And that's really, like... New ego, I call it. Like, like, you think you're because your product's so good, you think it's gonna be the next best thing in the retail. And to be honest with you, folks, it's really not. The reason being is because the product's better than than the creator. And there's a lot of marketing and branding and like strategies to roll this kind of product out. And now we've finally got the product into the industry where it's solving a problem for a kitchen. So a fellow cooking, chef person, product creator. Uh, big shout-out to Brian Kona at Fruits Labs. Go to fruitslabs.com, Origi- Originally from
1: Rochester, New York
0: Webster, but another creator. Another creator. And he's our first in-the-industry company that's going to be ordering bulk gallons of our hemp hand cleaner, of our resin cleaner, because he's cleaning his dishes in his lab, in his kitchen. Like, he's not spending hours like he was with, like, rubbing alcohol, like doing like weird mannerisms within that space that this that space is always done so this product really saves you time and when products are made well and obviously it's made out of cannabis made out of hemp so the product was meant to be and like it's better than the creator and and now it's going to get taken into a space where you know it it does what it's supposed to do and just like dave's teas and coffee so dave so dave i want to get back to dave now
1: as far as well first of all i I'm trying. That to was a short the, sec, that
0: was a short segue from okay. me talking about hemp hand cleaning. It was because I love Dave and I want to hear. No, from no, Dave. I love Dave too. But that was weird.
3: <laughs> right, well, before we go on, though, I just want to I just want to mention Mark. I've, I actually put your uh, hand cleaners in automotive shops as well, too. By the way,
0: oh, thank you, brother. Appreciate
3: it. Just to let you know,
1: thank so, you for that.
0: No, but can you can you digress a little bit on like on that like like just a little bit more about about what how what you think about the product and like what you think like the future is? Cause obviously like what we said, like it, it takes years and years to like, and we finally now are going to be with a brand that can do that. But like, can you tell us a little bit about, to be like, honest, about uh, the, the,
3: the very, the very last thought I thought about your hand cleaner since the last time for other, we talked since uh, whatever, since I've had the last samples, There's something I feel like there's something else that can reside further out of this product. You know what I mean? Like not necessarily just to be a hand cleaner or a gun cleaner, because obviously you've shown variety. But I just always saw that there can be something innovative, more futuristic with this product. Not saying that it's a bad product, but saying that I think that in the meantime future, you're going to find some other way to take this product and do another innovation on it to make it even better.
0: No, I agree, and one hundred percent. Yeah, you mentioned the gun cleaner, but that's a whole other product, and, and and we'll talk about that in the future because it's the first hemp gun cleaner in the world. We so, think that we think
1: of. So, Dave, you got the coffees and teas. Is there other products of yours that we haven't mentioned yet? That that I really- uh, those are yeah. amazing. Yeah, please tell us some more about your products. <laughs> in, the coffee here, and tea here,
3: here, I'm actually, I'm formulating a product right now that it is actually for women. Um, I it's what's cool about this, you guys, is that. I'm putting it in a pill form, but you can either take the pill, crack it open, and put it in a bottle of water, stir it up, and you're going to have some 100% organic natural fruit floaties. That's all you'll have to worry about. But the pill form is what I'm doing with this is actually – it includes avocado oil, which I've also been learning too, that infusing – products with not coconut oil but avocado oil is better off ways way suggested for health benefits even though we can't suggest or mention that on our products it's always a better way to get the health benefits out of everything that helps carry compounds um anyway the um the pill is based off of powders which i'm using blueberry pomegranate cranberry and um here in actually today which i just mentioned when i talked to you guys earlier i was at my supply store and i'm going to actually include some mango in there as well too but uh with these ailments that the that all of these uh, organic powders that they use or that they they come out of with the um with the with the infusion with the water soluble that we have i was able to construct a product for women to help them with their menstrual cycles and so far i have used about five women that are close to me use these products and every one of them for some reason happen to be very 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 giddy and cheery for those remaining days that they are taking this pill come on and this pill you know you can kind of say it's a magic pill is what they've been calling it out here in colorado springs but the few women that have been taking this have given me feedback to say, Dave, what the hell are you doing? Like, this is crazy. Oh, cool. like, women everywhere now it's are a like. a good thing to do, yeah. So what's your website? So I actually have a few websites, you guys. I have one that's yeah, go slow, go because... Say it
1: slow because I want to make sure everybody gets this down. So please, please, because okay. I'm not at the and point then... yet where I'm posting all this information on the site, but I will. But go, please tell right. us what those sites are.
3: And now, before I do that, too, I also have another product, and I will have my own tincture coming out, which will be the first um, antioxidant uh, CBD CBG tincture that I am releasing here very shortly in a matter of weeks. Um, with you guys, And but as far as the websites, I have D's.coffee. That would be David Edward Edward Zebra. Coffee. And then we also have D's Infusion, too. So that would be David Edward Edward Zebra Infusion.com. And then I will be having another one that would be dt.com Now, also, my partner, which I want to not leave him out, um, Joshua Jatan, he is the owner and president of Sacred Body CBD. He uh, is also Love the Josh. one that formulates all of my products for. Um, not necessarily, he doesn't make my products or formulate them. I'm not having the owner and creator of all of them, but it's just a matter of him creating the formulation for the water soluble. And me also helping him maintain our persistent numbers and testing for the higher uh, amounts of CBD with less, no THC. Trash is a
0: good dude.
1: So, what's what is the so you are in Colorado Springs? Colorado. Just to remind everybody, that's where Dave's calling in from. So, so I'm very curious, everybody. When I say there's things going on in New York State, like the VCF has a farm that we're harvesting an acre right now. Is it legal? Is it legal? So, so let's talk a little bit, I, Gino. I know you and Dave are very good about Bong this. So let's talk about. Uh, the laws in Colorado, like like what what you can grow, what what you can get product, what can source, can you do inside and outside the state? Like like between the two of you, educate me on what can and can't happen in Colorado.
3: Perfect, that's awesome because I that's what I love to point out as well. With you guys working with us, this is the benefit that we do. Um, in in a sense of Colorado having regulations, <clears throat> excuse me. When they have regulations saying that there's a limit, and I believe it's 0.3% saying that your isolate or your product is testing out to that's have CHC right. that is involved in your product. And if it's less than 3%, then you're okay to pretty much sell that across the lines. And that's called now, cannabinoid oil, which or well, CBD no, it's for hemp. Sure.
0: No, he, he, what he's talking about is the hemp law. As long as it's 0.3% under yeah. like any cannabis product, they consider it hemp, which yes. you're allowed to...
3: Now, as as far as the THC out of Colorado, you are not allowed to sell this across the state lines. And also, I believe that we are allowed to grow 12 plants at the moment right now per individual, and that would be per household. So if I had me and a roommate right now in my house, and I have a four-bedroom house, I can use two of those rooms to grow grow 12 plants each, pretty much, which is pretty cool. That's gangster.
1: That's THC, any percentage you want. It's cannabis,
3: baby. Anything, yeah. Yeah yeah and i mean it's all good because it's on personal use for colorado as we all know colorado was the first one to go legal um you know we've been way way far since then but colorado springs is more different because of the fact that we are the only damn city in a whole state that is not recreational period yeah and for some for some reason though we have cannabis clubs in this city only i don't know why it's military, so crazy
0: because it's a military town you think that has a role in the conservative nature of the law the way they they legislated that law from county it county could counties. be
3: necessarily yeah yeah That's or because the, our city council for some reason you know, and others that they just they they help create this and now they're trying to destroy it too so for, the military needs
0: to get off their shit because uh they're they're perpetuating the biggest drug uh problems with our troops while on active duty and veterans and and so we need to switch over to cannabis like israel and italy italy grows their own cannabis for veterans and, their own, and, nice. for, and for active duty and for the public. So if you consume That's cannabis awesome. in Italy, it's from a veteran or a military member. The actual military grows it.
3: That's awesome. So
0: you have America where we're like pushing drugs and prohibiting can, prohibition on cannabis in the sense of federal and then even state, wise. You can tell us a little bit about the hyper-regulations, right? When it comes to cannabis, like they're all worried about cannabis, but it, it can't. it's never killed anyone and can't kill anybody. But yet we're having these hyper-regulations in Colorado.
3: Yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily I have not heard one thing of anything at all stating that you can consume only this much. I don't know why. But anyway, I wanted to bring something up too that about this. The difference of being able to have that top, type of proper material to use your products and with the state regulations from Colorado is a bigger difference than any other state because of the fact that we there's only a, there's only so many selective companies at Colorado that are able to ship out products. I mean, a lot of people are still focused on the cannabis industry that gets you. Uh, psychoactively high you know and cbd of course as we all know don't a lot of people don't have a lot of interest in that to you know, invest at the moment right now but as great i ha- as we do have things stirring up um it's just a difference right now because of the fact if you were to get some cbd products out of california or let alone out of uh washington state that is also recreational the 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 mass of the numbers compared to the volume of quality they're not going to add up because there's not enough there's not even enough, you know, with, uh, technology, let alone people that are even out there trying to work with those labs that to take it to the next level out there, to where Colorado has already established quite yet, because they're they're, they're regulating themselves already. Like California, for instance, they cannot do concentrates, um, concentrated products. Sorry, like if you were if you're trying to make a beverage with a concentrated product, they don't want, they're, they're not trying to have it at all for some reason. I don't know why. But that's what was going on while I was out there. If I'm, if I'm wrong, really correct me. No, no, no. They're I definitely the under... Actual...
0: No, you're right in a sense. I, I I haven't looked into it that much, California recently, because I've been so busy, but... Yeah, um, plus the big change July life first with packaging. But I guess what I, I guess what I was saying is not even to be devil's advocate and people say that, I hate that shit, but yeah. <laughs> outside of regula- I mean, the regulatory scheme of like the state and the federal government, we are, ladies and gentlemen, talking about a plant that cannot kill you. As a matter of fact, to take it even a step further, CBD could be more dangerous than THC and is in certain situations, because if you use too much CBD, it can block off your own natural CB1 reception, your own mood stabilizing, your own your own endogenous THC, which is andamine, I believe, is one of the endogenous cannabinoids that work with the CB1 receptor. So, in, in which CBD people has forget limits. that we
3: already yeah. we already create CBD from our own bodies as it comes from birth. Right. We already have an endocannabinoid system in our body already that creates CBD1 and CBD2.
0: Right, these cannabinoid receptors. Yes.
3: And um So Yeah, he's right. He's on point. People don't understand how much to consume. And we still don't even have a company that I mean, I tried at one point back in the day when me and Mark were were, were dealing with each other. um, it, It was at that point I was trying to delegate something with all the companies to get them together with the quality products, with the testings so we can all come up with a chart to say, okay, if you weigh this much and if you're this age. If you're a male or a female, this is your suggested use. And the problem was, is that all of the damn companies that we tried to gather or that I tried to gather and get cooperating on this whole deal, they fell flat because they, fe- they didn't want to agree with each other. They well, wanted to say that how are we going to have one argument because we have a product that does this when you're going to say this other product does that and that's where it started and then it went on and on so, for different things so it basically became
1: already. a money um, um, a money because yeah. of product well, that was created though.
0: Not, yes. just, not just money not so just money because probably, it's speculative like everything it's all speculative because we don't have we don't have a test yet for endocannabinoid deficiency syndrome so until we get right. that test, we don't know from birth because you can have cancer at one day old and have tumors in your brain because of an endocannabinoid deficiency. We don't we don't know, like the researchers and developers that are into that research, they don't know yet. Like you can take a test and know that you have cancer and know that you have diabetes, but we, we don't have a test yet for an endocannabinoid deficiency. Therefore, consuming why, cannabis— Why is that? Well, because it's very integral system. I mean, we're talking about the master system. Literally, there's billions of receptors that work with cannabis. It is the master plant. And 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 it, it controls all our body's physiological functions, and and from head to toe, heart, lungs, bone density, like everything. And so, regardless of THC, CBC, CBG, these these are antioxidants. And so we're highly regulating the plant. Then no matter how much you consume in moderation or high levels, it don't kill you. But yet we're we're we're, we're subpar regulatory when it comes to Coca Cola cigarettes bird cows eating like all these different food products and things like that like so it's very difficult when you really delve into the science right Dave like it's frustrating for a product developer to like create products for the industry that's trying to regulate it like it's a freaking serious drug that kills you
3: right <clears throat> when it's completely naturally like a ding tea plant or a coconut plant or you know what i mean
0: it's super forgiving dude yeah. you, it's super forgiving even if you overdose like you're not dying. You're just took too much, you know? So, so Dave, I want
1: to go back. Cause I want to go back with your whole struggle from like, so seventh grade till 23. So seventh grade you went in and, and I'm amazed by this. So I keep, no. So I want to go back. Like when you stepped out after that brain surgery and you went home the next day, like what was your life as a seventh grader? Cause me as a seventh grader, I was a goofball. I was outside running every day. I was being, uh, I was ADD. I was all, all over the place. So, so I mean, did you have to like live like, half of like being a kid or did you always have to watch out describe a little bit like your 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 years going through high school
3: oh yeah i mean uh, as far as uh, going to high school and stuff i didn't ever i, I just always lived as as, as i was I, a lot of people that i grew up with they all went to, and stayed in the same schools with the same grade with me as well and then not only that i always grew up with the elders too with the older ones so the older, older older boys older girls and it was just, me knowing everybody pretty much. It was it was at ease. I mean, I, they all knew what I had went through, whatever the case is, and they all accepted it because I was never, ever short of being smart enough or capable of enough. Like I, when I came out of my surgeries, I wasn't handicapped. My, for my first surgery, I was not handicapped. I was I was I was a young boy. I was a young man that was on the rise trying to still do things. And it was just I even played football the following year. So eighth grade, um, you played that football. Surgery. Yeah. Well, it was eighth grade that we played. I believe it was eighth, going into eighth grade that I was about around having the surgeries, I think, or something like that. But it was when I, yeah, we went and did the track. We actually took, uh, we took one of the first, second places for the um, state for middle school. And then, yes, the next year I went and played football. And it was, it was perfect. I, we actually, I started varsity as a freshman too.
1: Wow. That's crazy. And that's in Colorado?
3: Yeah, that's in Colorado. But then we also took a um, in my freshman year too. I also took state track. We took a we took nationals on on the track as well too. I have a trophy that's in the in the in the high school with the with my name on it. What was the high school? It's called Harrison High School.
1: Wow. Now, do you think so when you when you guys are are you guys regularly or schools regularly in Colorado ranked high because of the elevation naturally there um, versus like other running, uh, you know, when you go up nationally against other runners, I guess.
3: I mean, when we when, at that point, when we were doing that, it, c- it could have taken effect, of course, of a toll because people come all around the world to train here in our city for the Olympics. We do have Olympic centers here all around the city and located downtown in the city right, right now as well. Too. But um, I guess, yeah, we, it'll give you the advantage of coming from an altitude. But traveling, we didn't really travel that far. We stood in state. And when we took state and then, then that was only a selective uh, couple of friends of ours that were, you know, high caliber that they actually went national. We took that, too. But it was just us that were, you know, competing against everybody that was around us in the regions and the state tri-regions tri and stuff. So it was awesome. And it was pretty cool how we how it ended up. I guess you can say, though, yeah, it was the elevation that gives us that extra edge out here. So what what was be, your
1: distance? What were you? What, I mean, is this a relay team we're talking about? Oh my gosh.
3: Um well yeah, I was actually I was just doing the sprints of the um the hundred yard dash and I was also doing the high jump as well too. Oh
1: cool. So so how many yeah. surgeries did you have from seventh grade to twenty three?
3: None. There was just that one that I had, and in going into the eighth grade from the seventh grade, and then I it wasn't until after I got out of school, I went out, of, I got out of high school, I even went to college a little bit, and then I got into getting sick pretty much, and then yeah, I went home for a little while. I actually stayed home for a long time after this one, this last one that I did. I, I, this one it kind of messed me up because I lost my sight, my sense of smell, and my taste. And um, I couldn't, you know, it was pretty hard for me. So I had, to, I had to sit back for a little bit. And it took me about a good three years to figure all that out. And, then, of course, it was the help with the, my, my tea and stuff, my products. But, um, yeah, it took me a little bit. <clears throat> took, took me a little bit. And as I sat back and just to get things back into existence, you know, and recalibrate myself and you know, so I can actually stand on my own feet and move forward pretty much so.
1: Excellent. So we're going to do a feature uh, every week. So I kind of want to bring it up right now um, called Fact, Fiction, or the Jury is Still Out. So uh, so be patient, Dave. So, so what I want to do is ask all of us about what they think about uh, this subject. And it's something I've, in the music, when I go out to watch concerts at venues, uh, one of the things I see that really troubles me when I see the nitrous balloons around or people doing whippets, uh, you know, I don't know what the, these kids are calling these days, but... So fact, fiction, or the jury is still out. So so my point is I want to talk about it to see, Is and you who's had brain tumors, um, I want to know, is this really a disgusting thing or am I overreacting to think that I want to eliminate this from every concert venue from now till the day I die? Are you talking about prohibition? Yes, I am actually talking about a prohibition of something. Yeah, so I know you'll keep me on edge if you think I'm I'm going down the wrong wiggle roll. But nitrous and balloons. So Dave, tell me what what you know about nitrous. What do you like? Do you not like it? What what's your opinion on the nitrous scene?
3: I'm not gonna lie. As far as my me and my own personal experiences, or what I went through, I, I would not be even be able to take something of that nature. I, I don't. I've never taken it before in my life or anything like that. But I've seen people around. And I seen how they either react, you know. Even if you're just doing um, a balloon to where you want them to change your voice, you know, it could be it could be a matter of hurting yourself. I don't know, depending on how long you go for, you know, or how many times you do it. Yeah, so, I, I believe I in mean, that
1: opinion too. So I, I'm just wondering, like, does anybody else see it as like a dirty culture? Like, like that's the one thing I see is like the uh, seedy underbelly, or I don't know why I look at it that way. You mean. What would mean, that?
3: Yeah. Would do you think that that would be as bad as saying that the shroom culture is just as bad as like people huffing shit? You know what I mean? Well, that's kind of yeah.
1: That's why I have this discussion. That's a great well, valid point. I mean, I don't personally, but maybe other
0: people would do it that way. Well, to interject that, and I love David. Or David Death was a bad example of shrooms and nitrous uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, oxide. No, yeah, but, but no, but I, no. I, my interjection on this is that, bro that shit is not good for you at all. Like, what are you inhaling? The only thing you should be inhaling is cannabis, man. Like, and oxygen. (laughs) Like, you, we really shouldn't be inhaling things, you know what I mean? And like, especially when it comes to nitrous oxide. I mean, do you fucking guys hear that shit? Like, nitrous oxide? Like, that can't be, like, it's not safe. And we all, and like Dave said, we all fucked around with it, with like, at fun, fun events. We thought it was like, benign when we're kids, or at a birthday party, but, I did Yo, it in seventh grade once. Like so. we all did it, like here and there. Don't get me wrong; like everyone's done it. But to do whippets or to like literally go out of your way to do that—that's just another, another substance abuse problem. So you can't correct that. Like I like <laughs> I, I like what you're saying though. Like, but there's no prohibition on anything. Like once you prohibit, pro, pro use prohibition in any construct. Like humans in nature are just going to use things anyway. So education is the best way to go versus like saying. You're nasty, dirty people. Because remember, they said the same thing about cannabis, and to come full circle, it's an antioxidant, neuroprotectant, not a drug really. Can't die from it. Um, yeah. So so some
1: of the research, so, so part of this feature, David, is, uh, I'm just going to give some information. Great question, by the way. I'm glad you brought that up. And I'm bringing it up specifically in in this episode because of Dave and the the tumors. And and I really want to talk about the brain with this episode as well, really bring it to light. So, so I just looked at a random, uh, article that was talking about what, what hazards can come from doing this. Um, and is there a safer way to do it than not is, is how the question kind of was presented in this case scenario. Uh, and it, and it says basically, um, there's two hazards that, the balloon method um first an inability to control the speed at which the inhalant leaves the canister for whippets uh, could result in trauma to the respiratory system if it rushes into the lungs too rapidly or frostbite since it's pressurized can can be extremely cold secondly if a canister is used along with a mask um, users run the risk of passing out from lack of oxygen man. with the mask still attached to their face, leading to suffocation.
0: Man, people, we gotta do something, family. So you want gotta... to hear
1: the worst of this? Is is the venue that I was at? Because I, yeah. I don't want to bring up what what band it was. Or was or nah, don't it was wanna... because because every it's concert venue fault, has man. this. Yeah. It's every concert venue. But I'm watching it going through hotels, balloons going through hotels with people like holding it in their mouth. So where people like, like drugs sipping and, on it. So people love like drugs sipping then. on it.
0: They love drugs
3: then.
1: All together. Oh my gosh! Like they, so they really want it, to do we think? Is this an addictive thing? Do we think, guys? What? David, what do you think? Is this addicting, do you think?
3: It could be. I mean, think about it. Have you guys not had that one friend, you know, that never was yes. able to get the, the drift away from that type of stuff? Yes, the golden and pink they'll guy. they'll probably still do it till this day. If you had a whippet or even if you had a sniff of cocaine, they would be like, okay, yeah. hundred percent. You know what I mean?
1: Um, yeah. So the more saying. research I did pull out, I, I pulled out a couple of medical sites that said, yes, it actually is something that um, is uh, addictive. Super duper. Yeah.
0: And yeah. nitrous oxide. Let's break that down in the context of like biology and, shit <laughs> and like, like, chemistry. People use it for anesthesia and dental. It can't be that bad well, no, for you. No, but, but that's under uh, good. No, good. Good playing the devil's advocate because cocaine schedule, too. But are we going to run around and bump lines? and shoot it up. Absolutely not. We're going to put it in our our, our lip and our jaw so we can take teeth out and like take body parts out and like use it as a local anesthetic. So it's an amazing plant. The cocaína plant is amazing. Um and so is the opium plant for narcotics. But ladies and gentlemen, if you're inhaling nitrous oxide, please do me a favor. Just go on Google. That's all Ta- I did today. Like type that shit in like honestly folks, harm reduction. Like please Please, like, we all did these, like, I'll be the first one to tell you, like, I overdosed twice, like, I was a, a substance abuser, like, I am the pot calling the kettle black, and the military is induced with so much substance abuse, so, ladies and gentlemen, nitrous oxide Leave that up to the super professionals. So, have you done a, have you done one before? Absolutely not. In the context of adult use, just fucking around. No, like no. A, but I'm, I mean, as a kid or something, no, as, I, I want as a, I want yes, for someone as a super okay, naive so, kid. I inhaled some balloons, like, and I it did a
1: whip at once too. So, 100%. the best way I can remember describing, and I know it's not well. That's why I'm asking if oh, yeah. else, uh, you know, if Dave, if you've done it. So, the best way I can describe for people who haven't done it before is right. like you get this like rush, and then you get this like quiver of your maybe of your body, your fingers or something, and then you kind of want to lay down and just be like, I Whoa. hope we're, I hope we're not actually it helping people do this just so everyone knows and then it goes away it's like seriously like seconds of this like we are not condoning any substance abuse folks just so everyone knows no we
0: I am saying don't do this (laughs) no no I wasn't trying to talk over my brother but but let's everyone knows like harm reduction. So we we are pro cannabis. So like it may sound oxymoronic, but cannabis is an exit drug, and like it will get you off all the drugs. Like holy smokes. Please don't walk through a hotel please. with a balloon chirping from your lips.
1: We love sucking you, sucking
0: down this crap that takes oxygen
1: away from what you need. Brian's for your on to the wall
3: or something.
0: Brian's bringing this up from all a right. place of love, ladies and gentlemen. Like he's not mm-hmm. like like we love you. Like literally, like. Please don't be stupid. You've seen this,
1: right, Dave? Like, what's your opinion when you see this? Just your reaction, I mean. Don't put anything in your nose or your mouth that
3: ain't supposed to be I don't right. know. Let's go. I don't know, man. It's just like asking, do you support Trump or do you do not? You know what I mean? You kind of just want to leave it alone. <laughs> I know. I, that's what <laughs> I, I wanted
1: know. to do, but it just became... so. And do you know what the worst part is? Do you know the majority of the people who are doing it, it's not 19 to 25-year-olds. I mean, obviously there were... But the scary well, part sure is they are, but. most of the uh, they always are obviously, but there was a high prevalence of forty year olds doing this. Oh, that's bad news. You know what? That like actually comes from that. I know from the era when we. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'm forty six, so Fucking yeah. People are out of control. I mean, that's dude. the
0: scary part to my me. Gosh. Is man, are these really me. that bad? Listen, I, <laughs> yo, I used to be bad to myself, my body. You know what I mean? Like again, like I can't be throwing bah. stones, but family, people, yo, get the gunshots out and like load up the right ammo, man, because we're already going to die, folks. Congratulations. Ding, ding, ding. So Dave, yeah. I want so
1: I got to digress. That was the end of fact fiction or the jury is still out. So we are going to say fact nitrous oxide needs fact for me, right? Fat. Sure. What about for you, David? Fat. Is it
3: bad yeah. or good
1: for you? Fact or fiction bad? I'm saying it's
3: fact. fact, it's bad for sure.
1: Hashtag fact. Okay. And hashtag stop. Across the nation, can we stop nitrous balloons across the nation? Man,
0: people, like, you got to, like, puff a big joint, blunt, take a dab, eat an edible... Get some CBD in your life, some CBG.
3: You know, you know what Get else some... we should start promoting, you guys? Because check it out. We all know and we can't we, – we're talking adult-wise for everybody, all of our watchers and everybody else that's going to see this. We're all adults. We know the industry right now. We know that there's medical shops and recreational shops going up all around the country. Now, you got to understand there's also a black market coming also indeed with that market that is being set up as well. So regardless of wherever you get your weed from, spend an extra $5 or $10 to get the better stuff because that just will help you out just a little bit. Thank you for
0: saying that, Dave. Like, listen, folks, like we can't (laughs) expect, we're going to say this over and over again. Yo, speaking of which, please, my cannabis family, please stop thinking you're a cannabis science scientist and you're blasting with butane cans. talking about it's 24 X fucking purity and you're blasting (laughs) cannabis in your backyard please stop doing it
1: stay on that train of thought leave it up to
0: the N-band medical grade (laughs) butane scientists people that do that stuff and as another caveat please stop lying to everybody about how CO2 is such an amazing gas to use for cannabis as well because it's not it's a semi-polar gas that pulls in chlorophyll it's just a mess now is there a place for it absolutely But we got to we got to help each other out here when it comes to like the the chemicals that people are using, you know, to extract cannabis and stuff. We got to be we got to be smart. You take a plant that's non toxic and now you're going to make it toxic. You got to be smart about it.
1: And how do you decide,
0: David, this
1: this point build on that from us?
3: Wait, 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 say that again. How do you decide
1: where do you source to make sure you're getting the good quality stuff that Gino is now talking about?
3: Yeah. Oh, brother, I, and personally, for my my flower that I smoke on a daily basis, like I said, I have private growers for myself that are, they're, they're master growers, and they, they've been growing for a really, really long time, and they know what they're doing, but they actually just grow for me because of my purpose of me helping myself.
0: And you know exactly what's going um, into the grow. So right?
3: I don't, I, I don't like pay for product. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't have to pay for the shit, but then again, I don't, over, I don't abuse it. I'll smoke like an eighth of weed a day at most.
0: That's what's up. No, and, but what about for
1: your products that you're producing? That's specifically what you know, I want what I want to reference here.
3: Oh, as far as my products that I'm using, yeah, we have already all this contracted and we all everything that we do is organically grown here in Colorado from seed to sale. So that, that what we have, you know, considering up to the actual powders of the isolate and the water soluble coming into nature, that right there is what we, what I will consistently never, ever want to change because of the way that we have that drawn up with the products. And everything's how they're tested designed. too, folks, just so everyone knows. All our and, products are and tested. I, you're right. And I did just test the last batch of coffee too, which I did put out and i don't know if you guys recognize what i have done if you were able to search that too because a lot of people don't even understand what the hell it meant but when i went on there and i, I, I showed the test results so of course there's no thc involved we have 100 cbd products and also it was showing that there was one milligram of cbd per gram of coffee now, people didn't really care to really understand that because they're not a fucking, con- sorry for my friends, but they're, not a, they're not a cannabis or a coffee connoisseur, you know, and they didn't understand the, the relics of the both of them combined or whatever's going on. Well, I what I meant by that, it was pretty much setting a bar because you have a quality product that I'm putting out with a quality coffee from around the world that is selected by the people of my city that... Is with an infusion of a product that is actually 100% organic as well too, but it's just a matter of the we're putting out pretty much more quality product for a better price, folks. The is egos, what we're
0: doing. folks. The egos of the of the, of the city of Colorado Springs in Colorado tested and said this is the coffee. So it wasn't like his ego was like yo, you know what? This is my coffee. Like he put a lot of time and effort like using the community to 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 create this this amazing water shop of coffee.
3: Yeah, there was actually a couple of companies around the country that source our, our, you know, the coffees from around the world, the beans, and they roast them themselves, of course, here in the, in the country, which was what I was aiming for, because I would prefer to have beans that were regulated instead of being unregulated due to liabilities. Of course, you guys understand that. Um, but being that these beans that we got that are supplied from the actual places that they're, you know, from, and our actual suppliers being able to do it, it was just a, it was a way of us, to, you know, that, that was my mindset. Of what i wanted to do so i went and reached out to a few of them and they gave me all their best products they can offer and that was what i had actually set out for the city it was a big event that i had put out there's about a good there was about a good 150 people that showed up around the city they're all affiliated with the cannabis industries and the you know the dispensaries out here too and stuff but it was great cool. man. how awesome. many
1: stores are you in out there in colorado oh
3: uh, well right now in colorado um we are in about a good 10 to 15 stores we keep this exclusive product that we're, we're trying to stay exclusive at the moment still because it's still brand new and as the industry is growing um it's just a way of me showing my partner how we can delegate and we can regulate ourselves as well too Love it. um so it's we're have we're only on a limited amount of stores here in colorado but we are like i said we are already in you know new york like you guys know i also just picked up two new dispensaries in new york as well too which i let gino know as well earlier today mm. And then also in Hawaii, we have a coffee shop been showing up, and then you know, we have a lot of stuff, other stuff Yo, going on as well. And
0: so. and the future is bright because we're not going to give away too much information yet, but you know, this coffee's yeah. about to be spaced. So I just space want Base Town, folks. Just
1: just so I, just so you know, Dave. So I was in Denver. Um, you and I spent a few hours together one day, and I was there for several other days. Uh, and people do know about your coffee around. I, anybody I asked. Um, I would can. say of the people who live in Denver, uh, I would say six out of 10 people that I asked, seven out of 10 knew about your coffee already. So that's impressive.
3: That's impressive brother. Cause I don't, I don't really actually do a lot of business up in Denver. The only thing that I've known in Denver for is because I've actually, last year I got nominated for the best town. Um, it was actually the cannabis business awards. I'm pretty sure you guys have heard of it,
2: Yes, sir. but I, I got, got it nominated.
3: It was the cannabis business awards in Colorado. And I got not only nominated for the best hemp products in the state. Um, I was also affiliated with the uh, my, with being with my partner with the water soluble. We ended up taking uh, that one as well for the uh, best concentrate in the state as you know, well. Yeah, he's too. being
0: modest right now. When he says he took it, that means he got first place. That means the Just, best yeah. of the state. And, hear that, and one,
1: my one thing, I my takeaway from leaving Denver was, it seems like there's CBD or THC in every product sold, including baby wipes. So for this man <laughs> to have first place in a city that my biggest takeaway was that there's so, some of that in
0: every product uh, that is sold is impressive. Yo, Where's my coffee at, by the way? I never got. I mean, what, what, this partner didn't get it, the, the sample.
1: Brian, did introduced. you happen
3: to get those guys their samples back the, to them? Yes. Uh, yep.
1: Yeah, and uh, we are we, yes, yes. That hence that's why you got the the message today. Sir. They're trying to yes, right yes, now. Right now, awesome. Yes. Everybody is. Uh, is a role. So. Oh, they've tried it already? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, one of them has. Oh, you didn't yes. tell
0: me. You didn't tell me about this. Tell me yeah. real quick.
1: Oh, I no, I don't know. I didn't speak to them directly. They weren't in front of me. I was just told that they did, did so I don't have firsthand information. Oh, you don't know but like, I do know not. that you are supposed to be sending email very quickly, and that's a that's a good thing, sir. But I do want to tell you a story. So yesterday, I'm walking into a restaurant uh, waiting for a friend, and as I walk in, there's two people in front of me, and they're two nurses um, at the Strong oncology nurses. Um, U of R and Strong is one of the biggest cancer centers um, in the country and in, in Rochester, it's the best. And the two nurses were going into a little um, the back room with a bunch of people and they said it was a uh, symposium or some kind of uh, discussion on the drugs. And it was a bunch of her, their peers. Um, so as they're walking in, one of them says, I have Brain tumors. And she's talking about brain tumors. So I said, well, the nosy person that I am, because I have to talk to everybody and introduce myself to everybody says, did you say brain tumors? I just met an individual told them your story, David, the one that you just told everybody else. And the girl is begging for samples from you. And she's her and her friend walked in. Um, they left me. We talked for like five minutes. I told them your story. They were amazed. They said they wish we could talk to our patients more about this. This is at the biggest cancer center here in Rochester and one of the most respected in the country. These are two nurses that work in that area every day. And they came out after about 20 minutes of of I don't know what happened for the 20 minutes. I'm sure it was just the mingling or whatever. And they said, um, we want to stay out here and hang out with you. Talking with you has been better, and, and we feel more productive than being in there. And they came and got all my information, um, and they've already linked up, and they're, they're begging for some of your samples. So just to let you know, sir, that it took one five-minute conversation, and there's more people here in Rochester already ready for you
3: that's good to hear because of the products you were able to state to them that probably we were working with because i have some stuff coming out like i said a new tincture that is going to be definitely a game changer for the whole industry because of the way that i'm going to you know propose that it that it helps people because it's going to base back to every single of the rest of one of my products that i've ever made um the single way that's how that's kind of how i how i'm also indignant indignated by myself away from everything else too because of the way that i've structured my products every one of them are going to have some type of of a way to flush something out because of the fact that I believe in just the simple fact of you being able to treat yourself, but it still has to get out of your body. And, and the the way of it helping just by, you know, antioxidants alone um, let alone, you know, it just, the ailments that it gives out for the things of the different compounds. It's just going to be a nature of helping out people better and big especially shout in out. situations like this.
0: Yeah. After yeah. no, I'm saying big shout out to our nurses here in New York because they're the biggest proponents of medical cannabis. So they helped us pass the law. So nurses yeah. want to help people, man. Like, you know,
3: well, here's know. another thing, too, you guys. I, this is what I've had a problem with since day one. Um, if you, I mean, if you do research on my products, of course, which is you can find it on Google. You can Google my D's tea or D's coffee either e- easily, and it'll show you. I mean, if you go and do your research, it shows. The reason of what anything has to do with anyone one of my products, it starts off with having something to do with cancer. Um, there's always a cancer in there. There's always something with cancer dealing with my products, and it's because my, my grandmother actually had passed away with cancer the year before I caught cancer, the last surgery. And that's what it really was. That's why I, I, I had the ambition to just cure cancer, period. These coffee, best
0: coffee in the world. Best tea in the world, just so everyone knows out there.
3: I love that coffee. And then, of course, there's innovation. We already know this. I we, love it, you, too. There's a, I don't even there's drink coffee selection. anymore,
0: but your coffee got me like sampling <laughs> coffee again because it messes with your stomach and it's the acidity with the cannabidiol and the high acidity and the nutrients that those beans characteristics that they have, like you talked about earlier with the high altitude, like bro, you don't get that yeah. super overstimulating effect and you don't get the stomach problem. Like you get a really calming but energetic effect from this coffee. It's very, like you said, there's no additives and stuff. It's super clean, man. And like,
1: so so speaking of which, I, I want to know about I'm Hawaii. So I, I love the state of Hawaii. I've been to many of the states <laughs> in this fine country and you just came back from a trip for Hawaii. So I'd love Gotta for you go. to tell me about your trip from Hawaii, please. Like, because I know a lot of people like right said, now have mixed feelings about it with the volcano and the, the, <laughs> the, um, Earth hurricane that hit there. Um, so tell me a little bit about how your trip went.
3: You guys, it was the same as being back home. You know, we have problems back home where we have hailstorms or we have, uh, or we have um, you know, we got we got bad weather storms out here yeah. with snow and stuff. So people would just go prepare for it, but that's pretty much how it was. It seemed like a lot of people were prepared if it was coming for the thunderstorms and the hurricanes or whatever the case is, but they seem to have managed getting avoided where I was at for the last two that were actually a warning for the whole state. So they kind of, you know, they got off on a whim or whatever, but it's been nice out there, but I was out in Hawaii. And I've been out there many times. I have a lot of family out there. But this time it was different because, yeah, I had I actually went back to the state of Hawaii with the coffee that I get the coffee from. Because we do have a coffee Kona um, that I call Kona late. And the name came from because when you when you get greeted, of course, in Hawaii, they give you a lay. And if you were talking in cannabis terms, you got laid, you know what I mean? You probably got, you know, you probably got lucky or something like that. Well, I kind of threw that together. Saying, was like, you know what I'm saying? You know. <laughs> <laughs> so when you, when you get a, when you get a taste By of the our By the way, our ladies, coffee, Dave's a very good looking guy,
1: Guy, ladies. Is he single? Hey, yeah. This
3: guy, Brian, is too. He was an eye catcher with all these ladies around. I saw him. I don't know what you're doing. talking <laughs> about. Hey,
1: Dave, David, I just want to know, are you still single?
3: Yeah, oh, well, yeah, I am right now. Look moment. him up yes. on social
1: media, ladies. Try, if you're sorry. in, if you're in Colorado <laughs> Springs, he's a catch.
3: But um Yo, I don't be taking up out my there, partner's guys, time now, ladies. What? Check it out, you guys. When I was in Hawaii, though, I got to see the different structure of it. And as I travel through the cities, I've been in about four cities in the last like three weeks. Um, so far three and a half, four weeks now, actually. Sorry, but the uh, the difference of it being in New York City, the difference of it being in Colorado where it's all structured from, and the actual being of in Hawaii where they haven't even started it yet. Um, it's there's a big thing going on, you know. And it's it's kind of cool to go into these different variations of systems that I have to go and figure out how to get myself in, involved in it, <clears throat> pretty much. Because it's brand new to everywhere I go. But out in Hawaii it was a, it was a good fit because of the fact that there's a lot of Japanese people that are actually on that island and it's illegal in Japan, I believe, to have C B D or any cannabis products. It is, yeah. So
2: when you're Japan you is totally Hawaii, prohibition.
0: Oh total prohibition. Yeah, they're they they're, they're yeah. crazy.
3: So with me going out to Hawaii and Hawaii is progressive my coffee, as shit. Yeah. Yeah. And they're a complete innovative state, and Honolulu is just an innovative city completely. That's where their their, their direction is to innovate completely, pretty much. It seems like, but 100%. the uh, the just the fact of them having that known, and a lot of the majority of the people there are from Japan. It's just the fact of me having being able to introduce that to there, and also a coffee shop, and being able to hopefully still keep this contract in mind and thoroughly work this out with this coffee shop out there to produce my coffee. With, let alone he grows his own beans on his own farm too. Yeah, that's so, so he big. So interested man. in a white. That's so. Yeah, big. it was huge. So it was like, wow. It was. It was like, if this guy can understand, which I, which I need him to understand, how big this could be for him and himself, and what we could do, he kind of, you know, he kind of got a glance at what I was doing, and then he, I, I, I'm pretty sure he did a background with my family because I told him who my family was in Hawaii. Your family thing's a big thing, you know. So. Yo, and real quick to is, interject, uh,
0: real quick to interject. Yo, what? shout out to all my Japanese brothers and sisters, because I live in Japan. Y'all need to quit the Orion drinking bear shit and go to the cannabis. If you want to prohibit prohibition on cannabis, but you're in the fucking bars and clubs and everywhere you go, you're drinking sake and shit. Like, yo, get it together, my Asian brothers and sisters. You, we got to get it together, family.
2: Right, right, Dave? I mean, that culture,
0: because <laughs> I know a little bit about the culture. You know, I know a lot about the Southeast culture. They're, they're really awesome, like, like, the cultures wants to celebrate, but they, they'll celebrate with alcohol all day and like pass the fuck out and damn near die. Yeah. Die. But then cannabis is like totally prohibited in Japan. So big, you, know, you, so you kind of
3: reach a point there.
0: Big shout out for you bringing it to like our Polynesian brothers and sisters and stuff in, in Hawaii, because we need that education and experience. And so you're helping facilitate that.
3: Yeah. So that's cool. So yeah, it is. Good. I thought it was a good way to go out there and just expand, and innovate, you know, like I did in LA as well too. They can care less for CBD products in LA. Like, seriously, if it don't get you high, why are you talking to them? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um It's Kali. They're known for their weed, which, by the way, Colorado has better weed than California uh, 10 times fold.
0: Well, um, hold, hold on real quick. Hold on real quick
1: um Ooh, but this whoa, sounds whoa, like a, a future point. challenge on this podcast. Wait, 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 wait.
0: As a as a, for, as a former <laughs> California definitely sounds like a future challenge as, as a I former can't wait. yeah as a former Cam- California resident. I'm sorry, you guys. Patient. I was hold with a, a, I
3: was with some celebrities. Yo, I was right. not only with some celebrities, but I was with some locals. I was with some local growers. I was with some local distributors. I have a representative out there that already has things and kicking off the ground. He and I went and pretty much. He, even his flowers, too, that were we great You can't touch a price. concentrate
0: game. You can't touch California's concentrate game, bro. I'm sorry to tell you this.
3: But, uh, yeah, um, the, the flowers out here in Colorado, my own personal flowers. I mean, I'm like, dude, you guys are crazy. How are you that. even smoking this stuff?
0: We're gonna we're
1: gonna
3: have but, we're um, gonna have
0: to do a test, you know what I'm saying? Let's get some Cali buzz. Oh,
3: yeah, we're definitely. Stuff.
1: There's no doubt. So, so Dave, so so Hawaii, so, so just yo, your why? Trip itself, why are you trying
0: to? Yo, why are you trying to interject in our little because, competition? I wasn't done
2: fucking
1: with him. <laughs> I, know, about, yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. You're always trying to play like the like role, like, like this Dave. shit. You're trying like to be all in Dave. charge. Like yo, yo, you, you ever Dave. notice that? I hear Dave? you every day, Dave. I only get
0: to talk to you every once in a while. No, 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 no. Hold on, real quick. I thought it was a podcast.
2: Every day.
0: Wait, hold on, real quick. Homeboy's trying to make this like NBC. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, this is not fucking NBC and ABC and fucking ESPN shit fuck out of here with all this shit he wants me yeah
3: go ahead because hawaii had better wheat oh
0: you know what and i actually can like i have a brother that lives there shout out to my i won't say his name but he grows out there he's a veteran he says the same thing so like there is a good debate going here between like hawaii california and denver bro and even like oregon and washington like there's something to be said about this
3: Bro, that, I, I'm gonna tell you straight up. When I went out to Hawaii and I got the first hit, you know, it was off the plane. About we'll say about a good like three hours out after I was off the plane in Hawaii. So, you know, when you get off the plane in Hawaii, you don't want to just smoke weed. You want you're sitting right. in awe at first, pretty much still. But anyway, you know, you, you take a first hit of weed, and I was it was a damn one hitter quitter. I was like, holy crap, bro! Like, they got those sativas over there, stuff. huh? They got those sativas going yeah. on
0: there in a the tropical environment, getting the head going, baby. What's good? Um, take a bong here right now. Hey, is it legal in Hawaii? What is this the status? The official
1: status? Someone tell me. I
3: believe they have dispensaries out there for medical. Yeah, they're um, medically.
0: Yeah.
1: So just so recreational is not technically legal there, unless you have a medical yeah, I don't Not yet. Correct. But their
0: medical programs yeah, up and coming. It chemistry. really is. It really is up and coming. They don't have a big social thing going on with Hawaii yet. Like they haven't made that connection socially, like like Colorado, Oregon, Washington. You know, uh, Arizona, you know, Las Vegas. You know, Nevada's on the scene now. And, like, Florida's up and coming. Like, that's the next big state, Florida and New York. Oh, shit. Cannabis has been quasi-legal here since 1977 in New York. So we got all you bitches fucking beat. We've been smoking weed out here in public. We smoke more weed out in public in New York State than any other state in the the country. And that's a fact. Say something. Are y'all talking about good flowers. We be smoking out here in New York.
1: I still think I'd wish I'd be in Colorado Springs with Dave not uh, yeah what? I'll take if Vegas to send you guys to, yeah, actually
3: I'm gonna send you guys a message right now I'm gonna send you a picture of what I'm smoking right now and you guys are like what in the hell we don't have that up here oh so yeah. for
1: you folks uh, this is only an audio podcast oh, but in a couple episodes man. that'll be live so make make sure you stay tuned for future episodes when something like this you'll get to see it active in oh,
0: progress yeah. and, and, and and for all for all the listeners out there too like we really are gonna like have you interact in the future too with like emails, texts like, let let's let you guys know and gals know like about your strains that you like like your plus and minuses. Like I want to hear your bullshit. You know what I mean? Like you hear our bullshit, especially the, our with the stuff. hybrids, because the
1: hybrids, Dave, Dave. So, so your opinion on hybrids? Since I don't have a lot hybrids? of experience with them, hybrids, 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 hybrids. hybrids. fucking breads. hybrids, hybrids, hybrids. Dave, Dave, what's your opinion on <laughs> hybrids of the of the sativa indica?
3: Um, I don't know, man. It depends. If is it is it a hybrid of a higher sativa or higher indica? Because I prefer indicas. My I like purple weed. I like blueberries. I like the Hindi Kush. Weed, you know, the Afghan. And <laughs> yeah. hindu
0: kush shout out to all my afghan brothers and sisters man got that bomb afghan kush that sedative relaxive terpene profiles that come with that indica man put you in your place dog
1: (laughs) so what (laughs) so what do you do other than make products and uh what do you do what uh, obviously your creator what else do you do for fun what do you what do you do like let loose
3: I like to travel, man, um, and it's just cool because I'm I'm a business owner, and you know, as a business owner and a product developer, you kind of like turn yourself into a walking market. You know what I mean? Um, so it's everything I do. I don't want to talk. I don't have nothing to talk about. Like, oh, hey, I was with my girlfriend we went on a hike, you No, know, it's more like, Hey, what's going on? I'm so Dave and this is what I do, you know? So it's kind of fun. It's going to different places and different scenes and trying to get a hold of different aspects of people's beliefs of what the products can be or what they would be, what they should be, what they were and the whole nine, you know, and just giving people correct information about what I'm doing and, you know, helping people at that too as well. That's, that's it. So you that's too- all I do. I just-
0: so you have an Elon Musk brain too, huh? You're constantly creating like, like myself.
3: Like, yeah, I just like to move forward.
0: Yeah, yeah. Is it hard to get that noise out of there? Is it? Is it hard? Like, do you think the the cannabis and maybe music or meditation, what, as 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 a fellow product creator, inventor person that creates products, do you, do you suffer from the same thing I suffer from that other engineering kind of people do? Like, I'm constantly creating, in my brain it bothers my my partner Brian a lot.
3: Yeah, to a certain extent, <laughs> there, brother, but. I'm not. Everybody does when you, especially if you're a business owner in this industry right now, in this day and age. If you're not on, a, if you don't have your hands on every single thing that you're doing, and you don't have a control of it right now. As I'm learning and I'm getting, you know, in further into in and in deeper, it's like more. You you have to have you have to begin to control, and so you gotta have a lot of stuff in your mind. But learning how to control your situations, your attributes, your moods, and everything like that. That's what I've been working on the whole time too. It's just to keep my calm and stay humble. You know, because in the end, you're, I'm just all I'm doing is trying to help people. That's all I feel.
1: So do you think it's hard to have a relationship when constantly you're going out um, and if oh, you go to brother. restaurants or different places <laughs> and these conversations come up, don't they? Because I, 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 I'm i single at the moment and I'm conscious of that. And I feel I would feel bad if I started dating someone. But I guess they would have to know that that's part of who I am, right? Is the that single what they have plug. to
0: accept? I love of it's a single plug.
1: And see, you the
3: like I'm gonna lie to you, that kind of sucks with me because even my last relationship... I have contacts with women, you know, and I have a, I have a very, very beautiful partner in, in New York City that does the coffee shop. She just became a model for a, a volunteer unit for some, something really big. Um, not only that, but it's, I have a couple other representatives and, you know, down here in Colorado and I have a couple other ones in different states too. Well, it sucks because when I talk to these women, and my my companion always seems to think that I'm you know cheating on them, even though I'm talking business. But they don't seem to understand that these ladies are actually bringing in my revenue. They, you know, these are the ones that are creating money for us. They are the ones that need answers answered or questions answered at that moment because they're in a situation. You know what I mean? And I'm the one that fucking created all of this. So it's like they don't understand this. It it sucks because that kind of plays the, the short role.
0: Yo, you 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 have the creator issues that I have sometimes that I always will like we always will have you. when you have that creative space to like work with other creators like it's difficult man to like have people understand where you want to go with it you know what I mean like it takes time
3: I mean to be honest with you I would have a better relationship with with Gino you know talking to him every day than I would have with my wife because of the fact that she, I'm trying to move forward on something that's helping people in order than having to sit there and worry about one person or myself you know what i mean i just how why would you do that because you have an indignative like responsibility to go help people because you know you can you know what i mean Yo, that's
0: huge bro yeah, you it's, think it's that way. a big
3: line it's a big that's, line
0: that's huge and that's big like shoes to fill like you you take that upon because you have so much strength bro through your struggle like through and not even like struggle like in a bad way like you're such a like like you know what i'm saying like athletic wise with like with your with your past tumors and and, and shit like you've really like taken on a whole new persona when it comes to like, just cause you're my husband, my friend, my brother doesn't mean that what's going on in your life, it's important, but like human, humans need to know about this. And you're like one of those messengers. Shepherd, I, I
1: like to call people. That's why I
0: like to, I think Gino, you're a shepherd. I'm a
1: shepherd. Dave is definitely a shepherd. And all we want to do they're is me teach.
3: A, they're calling a, me the prophet in New York City. They call me Jabbar <laughs> because, in
0: Iraq. Okay. They call me Jabbar.
3: I thought it was funny though. I thought it was cool. It was nice for that lady to say that because she told a lot of people that day that that's what it was. I got a prophet in there giving helping me out and shit, it was awesome.
1: So what store <laughs> but, uh, in New York City? What store are you in? I, I haven't heard the official name of it. I want to hear it for everybody.
3: Okay. Well, Flower Power Coffee house is located off of 6420, I believe, uh, Myrtle Avenue in Queens, New York. Yeah, shout out to Queens,
0: baby. What's good, Queensbridge?
3: Shout out to Queens because not only did we bring the city out, but we also had the police chief and also the... Um, detective, the head detective of the uh, New York City Police Department actually there for a grand opening to make and ensure that we were doing exactly what we said. I'm sorry I didn't show
0: up. I was supposed to show up. I'm sorry. I was supposed to go that day.
3: Hey, either way, but they still—it was still a good thing because what they op- they opened they, they 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 accepted us with open arms in that city. And now that they're seeing what we're doing, like I was telling Gino, it's just that us mattering, building up the even brand bigger. Because in the communities, it's not like we're going out there and I'm pushing out this product every single you know where I'm going. It's going to be it's still exclusive, like as it is. So with her keeping as it is, I mean it just it's it's setting out more of a a better role for a product brand to be out in new york city right now that we're on the base of maybe getting it to go legal you know so how did you I'm get all the star pro out there oh yeah that's just because man i've been doing this for a while brother i i don't know that for some reason networking. everybody that comes in this city and everything that i do in this city is all because somebody wants me to be a part of it because everything that goes on in, in colorado they always invite me or they always want me to be a part of it so i just know a lot of people
0: all about networking
3: yeah, it's all about networking and then you know talking to people and then like not only like, like referring back to me and Gino the same thing too. Like I've always stayed still. I've never like went out of my way to do anything you know bad for business. I just went and completely, just did my own thing and just move forward. So yeah. that's why we and him still stay stay working today. Kind of and that's why they this. see what I'm doing. You've dreamed. Yeah. you you you've made
0: it work like it was your dreams and like you're making them happen. And, and and that's, that's what all of us are doing here pr- pretty much when you, in the cannabis space, like most people yeah. really want to help people. Like it's a different community. You know what I mean? Like surely there's shitheads in every community, but the work you guys are doing in Colorado and like now working with us here in, in New York, you know, it's, it's going to be big, man. The future's bright.
3: I mean, you guys being on being the first out in New York to do this, and having the brand and building up and getting people known and already subject to it, so they're not strangers to the logos, whatever the case may be, it just has a better better offset for every other brand that's following to come into that state from here on out, and it just pushed it a little bit further and fresh and faster maybe because now all of a sudden you got you know representatives screaming that they want to legalize it now.
0: Much respect because to you. of the
3: way that. You know, and it's pretty cool. I, I loved it. I kind of that's kind of the deal is kind of aspect too of pushing going out to Hawaii. Hopefully, I do something out there, like I said, because I do have representatives now that want to help. And the colleges will be, you know, also have my products, but like more of like the shops is what I want to do. Anyway, well, we can get it'll it forward, It'll do the, the same thing.
0: In the future, we'll be able to get the. We'll be able to give everyone here a little bit more information about our partnership right. and stuff like that. We'll be able to talk about how Hawaii will have. We'll have your 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 product actually quicker than you think, because our, you know right. the distribution network is definitely in, involved in Hawaii too. So right you see the you're, thing is,
3: yeah. and you guys, if you guys would take a second to really gasp about this or you know gasp and take a breath about this one because this is what I'm doing every time I walk into a different state or a city, I, I'm making I'm making noise and I'm not trying to, but it's because I'm going there on a direction and put my product there. So when I go there and I have the word out about what I'm doing, word of mouth gets around really fast. it's always something new, so it helps out start like a like a fire starter, you know So how many so states now, you guys,
0: how many states are you talking about? Oh, new right, York, Colorado?
3: Um, right now at the moment, at the, right now at the very, very moment, because I just released and relaunched my coffee on 420 of this year. Right. I am only, I am only in Colorado, New York, and also Hawaii at the moment right now. So
0: brother, like,
3: like, but
0: no, I'm I about to say have, like, no, I'm about to say like, no, that's, that's awesome. What I'm about to say is like,
3: mean, well, no, it's exclusive. which why I'm keeping so, it. But,
0: no, I love it. No, I was about to, I was about to we say do, like, go ahead.
3: Yeah, we have prospects in the mix that are willing and wanting. So that's why we're almost standing still because we have a matter of putting out a direction which way we want to go. And like Gino was mentioning earlier, you know, about partnership later on with us in detail that we could pr- further talk about is obviously a direction that we're, you know, choosing to work with. So yeah, we definitely have an innovation coming. I didn't, realize, I I didn't realize you guys, you guys were that
1: extensive already. Holy smokes. That's well, yeah, a- I
3: mean, the coffee will, but,
0: like, it will be like internationally, nationally, like, here in the coming weeks and months like people are going to know about this coffee even more so that's a guarantee
3: yeah and i mean what the thing about this though you guys it's just the, the whole aspect of being able to introduce this to something new and taking it with the information that we got that we have upheld, and we can carry on the product with it from seed to sale you know what i mean like literally this is going to be it's just helping infuse that spark for these states or these cities that are helping fight for their fucking rights to legalize cannabis
0: Yeah. People love your coffee, man. When we handed it out here, the people were just waiting for it to come back. Like, where is D's coffee? Where's D's coffee? My brother-in-law keeps asking. Everyone's keep asking.
3: Yeah. We're just trying to help people, man.
0: So um, again, give the websites
1: again, for those who um, either didn't listen to the whole podcast or only listen to sections of it. So give all the places people can learn about your products and your story because this is just, it's, it's unreal. And I'm so glad we're able to share this with everybody. David. For sure.
3: I appreciate it to you guys. I definitely look forward in the future of everything coming because it's going to be a very, very good ride. And everything else that we've got going right now, I have three websites, like I said. Um, the first one is D's, as spelled D as in David, E as in Edward, E as in Edward, Z as in Zebra, dot coffee. And the next one would be D's Infusion. Um, I'm not sure if it's with an S or if it's with an N, but that would be D's Infusions com. And then I also have another one future coming up that is dtcom which I've had in the past, which I already reached over a million views within the first year, and I haven't had that up for the last two years. So, but I'm gonna throw, I'm, I'm formulating them all together to be on one platform, and I'm also at sacredbodycbd.com as well too. You that is my partner, which the water soluble is formulated from, and also which I wholesale from as well too. Of course, are on a different scale of pricing because I not only as partner, but we are planning on actually proposing, you know, trade partnership as well too. So,
1: so whew, I'm so tired to hear that. That's what I hear from everybody when I tell them <laughs> I got a podcast going, two visits going, retiring from the post office, this and that. They go, Brian, how do you have time to do all of this? So I'm going to ask that question to you very naively because I have a feeling I might know the answer, but how do you do all this and sleep eight hours a night and get your nutrition in you and smile like you do every day like I know you do?
3: Oh, I don't, man. I do I you, you you just like anybody else. If you're working like, hard I sometimes, don't. you forget to eat. <laughs> you don't eat. You don't sleep sometimes. You know, what I mean, you got so much stuff going on in your head. But you know what? It's just the fact that, it, that I, I would rather keep more stable on a condition that I know exactly what I'm doing. Because if I, if there's one mistake, you know, I have so many people watching me. We're so and related. Following me, and and one one mistake could you can, it could end everything I'm doing. So I got to. I just always maintain the fact that I have to make sure that I'm looking out for everybody that I'm that I'm providing to pretty much. And this is thousands of people at this point. So right, I can't, can't fuck up.
0: Like, like the impact is never, is never foreseen when you're actually doing something that you really want to do and you love. You don't even like right now, like hearing your voice, you don't even understand the impact that you've already made. And then the impact that you're going to make in the future. And that tells, should tell people that are listening a little bit about, not everybody in the cannabis space are good people. Let's just fucking put, put, pull the hat out of the bag or whatever that analogy is. Like, there's just bad people in the world. Um, and especially in this space, there's a lot of shady ass characters. And um I mean, it's I used you to say be shady the ten years ago. Fuck, I was everyone was yeah. shady. Like, every you get involved, you're shady. But you, bro, like, your message is 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 real and like you don't even know it yet. Like, as I talk to you, like things are going out of my head about like, I don't think you're real. He's so humble and so like. Hungry at the same time, but you don't realize like the impact you're about to make with this. Not just a coffee, you know. the coffee just one. It's one precipice.
3: Which is what you know. You can already you know back this up as well too. Which is a years ago we already stated. This is what I want to do. I want to change the whole thing. I want to help regulate it. I want to be able to just sit there and say, "You can't do that product. I'm sorry, because that's not good for you." But you know what? This other product that's almost identical. It just has a different thing in it that will help you because of your age. You know what I mean? I just want to be able to satisfy or satisfy people with cannabis to the full extent so that way it will be completely better than pharma or let alone pharma would finally let up and understand that maybe they should take investments into people like us you know what i mean or let alone stuff like of any of the nature that understand that it's a benefit for us to have the ability to do what we do
0: instead of investing directly into the medical side they can invest into like the the creators and scientists and people who are actually creating these products for medicals or adult use spaces, like, they're, like, out of touch, right? Almost like when you get too big. For
3: cannabis, yeah.
0: Yeah, they're out of touch. I mean, we we
3: have studies, but, yeah.
0: Like, GW Pharmaceuticals, they're making, you know, natural cannabis extracts, you know, but they're they're the most in-touch pharmaceutical company. But everybody else is out of touch because of money, donors. Right. And everyone's pushing chemicals, you know, and so... We're, yeah. we're in competition with chemical companies. So what's, what's
1: Dave, so, so first off, advice. What advice would you give someone in Colorado specifically, because that's, that's what you deal with on a regular basis. If someone wanted to come to Colorado and say, I want to move to Colorado, because I hear people still say this to this day. I mean, I bring up what's going on here in New York and what I'm involved in, and they want to know, I want to go to Colorado, and I want to make money in this industry. What advice would you have?
3: Honestly, um, if you're not coming to Colorado to set up shop because you already have the money to purchase a MIPs license, or let alone stay in line and already have it available when you come here, then you shouldn't be even trying to come here to do business. Because unless you or, or unless you have enough money to live out here, and because there's not that many jobs out here, people people come keep moving to Colorado. We there's more homeless people popping up every day. And it's all because of the whole aspect. You come to Colorado, you're gonna get high and sh- whatever the case is, but let, they don't—they don't understand. Yeah, there's the events that go on where people fucking give out free weed and stuff. But you, on a daily, on a natural, regular day, you would have to go and buy your own stuff. And, and not only that, if you can grow your own, you would have to be regulated in your own house, and you can't do it in an apartment. You can't and you're do talking this about the
0: cannabis space, but like altogether, Denver's booming like jobs, yeah, folks. Um, Let's not be confused. Yeah. Like you can get a job. Like, you is go to crazy. Denver. You can get a job in something, but service industry is blowing up. Well, obviously. he's
3: talking about, but, but I'm, I'm speaking as far as, yeah, the yeah, cannabis the cannabis, that's right. yeah, yeah, because
0: yeah. it's saturated and stuff. So everyone thinks yeah. that, oh, Colorado. But, I mean,
3: yeah, you come out here, like, look at me. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. Sometimes like we have people that have that need labor. I know a lot of people in the city that have construction companies and stuff like that. And every single day I have almost somebody that's asked me, can do you have anybody that can help me? Because they right. need help doing with their business and shit. And it's like, right on. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I text people here and there like all the time. Like, hey, I got this guy. Let's set him up, blah, blah, blah. But I, everybody's in the same predicament. They're either with a canvas or they're not. And they're, and they're stuck with their nine to five that was originally there before the whole good of things. Right. So it's just, it's everywhere you go. It's the same thing, no matter what. It's just, I mean, anybody can make it anywhere. It's just a matter of if you're coming out here to get rich overnight in Colorado, it's not going to happen. If you're coming out here it's a pretty much brand yourself so, in Colorado <clears throat> excuse me. It's not gonna happen. If
0: you're trying to get that bag, folks, you better have the bag be- not necessarily have the bag before you get it, but you better have something special. Like there's a certain amount of humility yeah. when you work in this industry. Everyone again, like overnight you you think you can do something, but it takes a long time. Like you put a long a lot of years into this and you know and and you know, myself too, like it's we're still working, you know, like this is not something you get complacent in, so you gotta keep working and Keep advancing for example, you know,
3: I haven't had my websites up for two years, and I haven't even had a business card in two years, and I've been moving so far and so fast though because of this. I don't know why, but now that I have a constructed thing to work with me in the ITs and get stuff all working in, but things are going to change. It's I'm just saying, you know, it's a different. There's not you're not always going to have hundred percent. You're always going to have to work for something, and people just right. don't want to have that ambition inside of them these days. That's what the problem is, I think.
1: You don't put the work in the beginning. But, yeah, Or maybe they don't know how to, right? I mean, cause there's, there's a lot of people I would say. So I was talking to a a, a woman yesterday. She's in her twenties, um, Caitlin Berry, and, and she does V cups. And just to give her a little plug, cause she is an awesome little entrepreneur, but, um, she's, she's awesome. She wants to go to California and make money in the industry. And, um, she Uh at first she didn't ask the right questions and by the end she was asking the right questions um right so that's why i asked you what advice would you give because that's the big thing right we want to make sure people are educated that's the whole point of why we're doing this it's not to criticize her or to talk down to anybody or be pretentious we are not going to be pretentious we want to make sure people are educated
3: if honestly for advice for anything for everybody you guys already know this at this point of age um you go nowhere you're, if you have nothing, and you go somewhere with with nothing. You need to. You're gonna have to create something by yourself. So you gotta, just got to get up and pick it up and go, no matter what. You just got to see it and just move forward because no, if it has not been created before, nobody can stop you. You know what I mean?
1: That's right. So I'm what just, what is the thing in the industry uh, overall that you're most excited about?
3: The most exciting thing I have that's going to be innovating to me is when is when me and my partner Josh are able to seriously sit down and sign a contract saying that we have MIPS contracts in our hands that we can work out of their kitchens or our kitchen necessarily too. So that way I can not only take over the production of CBD coffee, but also cannabis coffee, um, cannabis tinctures, CBD tinctures, the whole nine. I would like to go with aspects because I believe that there's a huge difference when you have a full spectrum and then also when you have just CBDs for a bridge and also just with CBD and CBG as well, too, there's different elements that I've been finding and I've been learning. So I want to, I want to I wanna mess with all of it. I want to have, that's what I'm interested in. I'm, I'm kind of excited to see in the future when, the, when that's going to unfold, because I have a lot of interest. I just have not sat down and signed a contract yet. So.
1: Excellent. So you, while I was in Denver, you were telling me so many different things. One of the things just came back to me. That I wanted to ask you about you. You were mentioning something up in Boulder, um, where you're going up to maybe hang out with some people like, uh, some kind of collective or some place where, where, uh, you uh know, you, yeah. Tell me a little bit about, you, you know what I'm referencing?
3: Yeah, I'll definitely shout those guys out. I love that guy, man. Um, his name is Jason Vasquez. He is uh, the president and the owner of the LLC for the Cannabis Connoisseur Coalition, and if you find that on What's his either name again? Jason Vasquez, okay, and he is he's the one that runs the whole thing. Anyway, what it was, it was just a bunch of guys that got together and they started wanting to sample and test out all the products in Colorado. You know, like if they were good, if they were bad, and they did. So then they started their coalition. You know. Dealing with companies to see if they, when when they would donate their products, their top quality products, and then they would have the community pay for events to come and fucking, and sample it, and they would see get to give a you know, they would get, get be able to give out uh, facts about it and feedback on the products, the whole night and then they would have actually cups and and stuff like that. What's well, the, what's the name I of this? Never, this is the Cannabis uh, Coalition. Thank you. Uh, Cannabis Connoisseur Coalition. Sorry.
1: Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. But with these guys,
3: yeah, with these guys though, what they did with my tea, um, it wasn't necessarily as if I was competing, even though I was at all times, but they would just carry my, my tea regardless of wherever they went because it's just one of those products. Jason actually he prefer he he always asked me to go and deliver him some tea but he's like 140 miles away <laughs> you know what i mean so it's kind of like a little bit of a of a fiasco with that but he's the president and he's they've represented my products for a while now um they already know what's going on with me and me and Josh and stuff, But not only with us being friends and you know collaborations or businesses or whatever it's one of them big things that actually happens out here it's almost like a hemp fest but let alone this happens once a month or once every other month that they do the competitions for new products that come out throughout colorado and sure. that, that we've been affiliated with them for a while actually, and and don't
1: you have some first place finishes from this from this um, endeavor?
3: Um, as of right now, honestly, to tell you the truth, because this is like a almost like a like a, it, it, this is almost like an underground public um, community thing yeah, that I like we were this. doing. Yeah. But oh, you're
0: gonna talk about the dads at I, what, what first I did. Life. Talk about those yeah what
3: I did work. is I actually let somebody else take reins of the of the uh, trophy which my partner does have the trophy and I should have one even though they all know I won it but um we gave somebody else it because they were trying to come up too and it was just a, it was a humble move by me so oh, they I pretty think. much sponsored I, I sponsored it instead of winning it you know what I mean instead of that they just held my my, my products regardless so perfect so yeah. every competition they would have my stuff regardless still yeah. win brother yeah, still a win.
1: <laughs> So, so David, we we've taken up a lot of your time tonight. I just want to tell you right now that you have been a pleasure talking to, and I just want to remind people: this is a guy who had brain cancer in his the central nervous system of his brain in seventh grade, and affected him to the point where he lost most of his senses at twenty three. And now, after creating a CBD, coffee, tea, and a whole bunch of good products, and just really learning about the environment and his health, he has realized that at now, what, 32? Am He's I right, 30. David? 33. 33, 33. 33. years old, the man is living a high-functioning life, and he is an entrepreneur, and he is a good man as
0: well as a shepherd, Yo, and everybody should gravitate to this man if they man, see him. Man, jobless, man, to the cannabis plant and to... To Dave and, and to all the people out there that have been uh, positive stewards to one another. Because <clears throat> that's what Dave is, man. He's winning, he's winning on the empathy and the love, man. He knows what's good. So, so Dave, other than this podcast and listening
1: to us and your products and what we're going to end up producing here soon, what, what other place would you tell people to go to get the best information um, to, to help them make healthy choices in their own life with the cannabis plant?
3: I'm not gonna completely lie to you guys. I know you guys are familiar with this name because he's a good friend of mine and I've also had him as an employee of mine as well too at one point, which is Mike Weiss. He um he works with uh, Rick Rick Simpson and it's also nationally and well world now known as Rick Simpson Oil, who he works with and they actually are the ones that started to do the extractions of the cannabis oil to begin with, to help people with cannabis and cancer and things of that nature. Big shout it to just Mike. was a matter of that yeah, shout out to Mike because I want you guys to understand that that guy's a gentleman that he can also trust. He's just like me. He's gonna go out and fight for the people. We're not about to earn millions of dollars. We're pretty much here for the patients and profits over patients all day. Um, these guys, I mean, uh, patients over profits. Sorry, these guys are these guys are the ones that you will be able to give you more information because they're out in Croatia right now, worldwide already. As you guys already know, that they're spreading the word of how to create, you know, help and health help wellness. Sorry, excuse me for uh for people with cannabis now i just took the different aspect of it from the hemp side and created ailments with bridges and that's all i did i just com- did a complete thing we had, we did have controversy at first saying that you know hemp didn't do nothing but i was one of the ones that was able to fight against them and rick simpson and and also mike weiss and, and put on a you know a law or a bar set saying you can't argue my facts of what i'm doing because they already knew that my products work so
0: because because it's cannabis like at the end of the day like people are confused about different you know constituents of the cannabis plant so like you just pretty much bridge the gap like yo there's yeah there's,
3: and there's so, benefits
0: like, of this plant yeah. all together so good for you
3: yeah all the way around and we still don't even know the end of it yet we don't even we're not even close I no but big it. shout
0: out to mike wise i know mike mike knows me yeah he's good people
3: yeah But other than that, though, yeah, you guys too, man. You guys are the same way. You guys are innovating in the cannabis industry and the hemp industry. And that's another thing. That's what people, that's what we all are. We're all people out here just doing what we got to do because it was our, it was our position to play that role. So congratulations to you guys too, because you guys are the ones out here doing a lot of work as well. Um,
1: And And a state champion, track champion out of Colorado. I mean, we, we've got a real true celebrity here on the line today.
3: Yeah. I'm not. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't try to do all that shine and stuff. But <laughs> I definitely, am pre- I definitely appreciate That's you guys. Dude. You know, talking about talking about stuff like that. It definitely, you know, brightens my day to see that you guys appreciate what what's going on, and especially because we're going to be partnering hopefully very soon.
1: Oh yeah, um, extremely um, soon. Yeah. Weeks, brother. Weeks. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> but, hopefully. Uh, days. Yeah, everything looks
3: good and golden over here. So. If you guys can find my products, if anything, you know, let alone if you find, if you can see a Sacred Body CBD logo, manufacturing logo on any product, or let alone on his own products and the products that we have to offer out of Colorado, we are we are one of the leading hemp products and companies in this in this state, and it has been recommended to come from Colorado about by this the, time so far. About to be the nation. So.
1: And New York City, once again, that shop in New York City, because I'm going to be going there for probably to Madison Square Garden for New Year's this year. So I want to know where am I going to to have the coffee?
3: I'm trying to think of the correct address, but I know for a fact that if you just Google Flower Power Coffee House, you will see that it is located on 6420 myrtle avenue in ah, queens new york
0: you know what i'm
1: saying i believe
3: that's the correct average you can easily it's go good. Hey, facebook in, it guys whatever, everybody
1: knows yeah. in, in general like you got a phone you're typing that in you know what i'm saying queen's it's the second there, most queens. diverse
0: place in the world you know what i'm saying we got the coffee there what's what's good with queen's you know what i'm
1: saying
3: Now, do correct myself there like i said don't forget in the past we talked about like i said there's somebody mimicking the name of it there is a flower power coffee company and that is the guys that are actually going to be in some deep deep trouble because of today's expected visit by the uh, cbd inspection for our shop so um, see, anyway folks,
0: see folks you got to have a license <laughs> and we'll talk about this in another podcast you know, but uh, you got to have uh, the right stuff to be in the space folks that's right
3: yeah and these these guys kind of put themselves in a the whirlwind by doing whatever it happened for them to come to our shop today. So anyway, but it was a good thing that it happened for us regardless, because it just makes us look better anyway. Um, so those guys, they don't get it confused. We have a shop, they have a company, um, power, power coffee houses actually have a lot of celebrities and a lot of things going on every single weekly. So
1: yeah, thanks Definitely. for clarifying that as well, David, because we want to make sure people go to the right place and make sure that the message yes. doesn't get mixed or skewed, due which to I have had people
3: call me, and say that they gave money to flower power coffee house and I'm the one that's supposed to deliver the money. And I'm like, you mean flower power company and they, I'm sorry, buddy, but they, they scammed you. And that's, I've had to tell a couple people that too. It's, it's, it's pretty sad. So, all right. Excellent. Well, thank
1: you, David. You, you enjoy your evening. I know you have to go back and re-up. It's about that time.
3: It's time to get some, (laughs) some, some dab rips
1: in. Yeah. I think we're thinking the same thing this (laughs) way, buddy.
3: God yep, I'm already rips. going and reaching for it. Hey, so. when's your
1: next trip to New York City? Do you know yet?
3: Um, I'm actually planning on something really big, you guys, that I didn't want to mention on this. But um, What because, about Rochester? You know, it's... Uh, When's your next trip to Rochester, New well, York? Yeah. Let's talk yeah. about come that. Come on, hey, well, you guys, I got a
1: room, brother. You're all set. I actually,
3: <laughs> I know you guys. It's a big deal to come up there because I'm really looking forward to it. But for the first trip up back up to New York, that I hope to meet with you guys is going to be my next venture that I have going on with the state of New York City. Um, we are going to go up there and do something different. I'll to key you guys in as we go through on private on private notes and stuff. But for sure, i I'll, you know it's going to be something that you guys probably want to be a part of because I'm going to have keep it
1: under wraps. We're good, yeah, yeah, because we want you back. So yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, we'll have yeah. you come
0: on just for a short segment to to tell.
3: Oh, announce real quick, it. <laughs> by the way, too. I just
1: want
0: to let you
3: know oh, we Dave. will.
1: We
0: really will, David. Yo, Dave, really quick. Now that we that you know how to call into the to the podcast and stuff in the future, bro. Like if you got some information or something good, just call us up. We'll tell you the times and stuff. And if you got some information, you want to chat with us for a couple minutes every yes, once in a please. while, just give us a call.
1: Yeah. We'd love to have you as Definitely. a regular, a regular guest truly, Dave, because you're our energy level. You're a partner of ours and you are just like Gino can give information that really helps people because everybody understands it's not the same thing for everybody. If you didn't get that out of this podcast, everybody, that's the one thing I want to reiterate to everybody is we didn't spell it out, but it's not the same for everybody. It's what's good for you. And that's why we asked what was good for Dave. I don't want you to go out and smoke the same
0: things Dave's doing because you think Dave does it. It's good for me. Actually, he's being really weird right now about that. Let me digress on that real quick and short. Fucking weirdo, man. I love him. Actually go out and use as much cannabis as practical for all you adults out there. Um, nah what I think I think what he's talking about is uh everyone's endocannabinoid system is not created equally, <laughs> so none of us really know what we need and we want, and it takes us years and education to really learn and it's always changing you know the healthier you get, the less cannabis and like so all you ladies and gentlemen out there that like, go out and experiment with cannabis, but you know it's not gonna hurt you, but at the same time, learn to know your body and like what you need and how much you need, and like you'll be more optimal and it'll be better off. Like not wasting, not wasting the cannabis because a lot of times you'll waste it. Like you won't hurt yourself, but you're just wasting your money and your time. So get with the right products and the right levels, and learn how to titrate and go small and go and go big after that, and you'll have no problems with the cannabis plant. Say something.
3: Yeah, definitely. All right,
1: David. Thank you, sir. Love you, brother. All Glad right, you guys. came on here, man. Really, Dave, it was a pleasure meeting. You a couple of weeks ago, man, you so you played cool. a great host for me, and and you provided me you're a ride. Well, and you're the man, dude. I just thank you. You're man.
3: awesome. I, yeah, I can't wait till we all and have a guys night out to celebrate. Uh, We're 100 going to have
0: a, a launch get together for sure.
3: Hey, can we That's have? That's gonna be a crazy one. <laughs> we have
0: a little group bong here,
1: guys. A little group bong hit. There we thank go. you, Jay Passamonte. <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations.
2: Yeah.
3: All right, you guys. You guys have a good night, man. I'll talk to you guys here. Peace and blessings, bro.
1: Job blessed, man. Thank you very much, folks, for episode two. As you can hear, we are definitely going to modify this podcast from episode to episode, but we will entertain and we will definitely educate. And Gino and I promise to be shepherds in this journey. Oh, yeah. We want suggestions, dude. So thank you for episode two, everybody. We hope you enjoyed it. We had our guest, Dave Zurich, out of Colorado, Colorado Springs, with Dee's Coffee from Rochester, New York, the glorified studio that we love here, at the Hempathletic Podcast. Mark from Mark Dispizquale, J.P.S. Amadzi, and Brian Lane. Have a wonderful long hit to go to bed. Peace.
0: Peace and blessings to everyone. Salutations.